With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. With the first pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Nick Mullins, quarterback, San Francisco 49ers. What a clown show. Never heard of him. This is absolutely absurd. But this is one of those that goes to the, the everybody always bemoans tanking. Oh, I hate it when teams tank. What the hell is this? You might as well pick 53 people out of the crowd with the effort they're putting up tonight. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Popcorn to the left, clowns out of a Volkswagen to the right. Yeah, no kidding. Half man, half lady. Over here. Want to go help feed the elephants? That's we not a, a bad way. We got a special half man, half lady over here. It looks like it's Mike Harmon from the waist up, but with those legs, is it a woman from the waist down? There you have it. No throwing of sex toys? No, you will be arrested and taken out. Bills fans? We will then uh, take them for later use. Here is where we sit right now, Thursday night football, and everybody is asking the same question. 
who the hell is Nick Mullins? And part two is, why did nobody tell me to stream him in yeah, fantasy no kidding, huh? tonight? Right now, early in the third quarter, it is Nick Mullins' world. Who? I know. Well, we'll tell you who he is in a second. Who is it? He, he's got a passer rating of 155.2. The 49ers are beating the Raiders 24-3. to Nick Mullins, surprise started because C.J. Beathard was injured coming into the game tonight. It was 50-50 whether or not he was going to play. Uh, he does not play. So Nick Mullins, who is in his first season out of Southern Mississippi. Everything's going to every, be all right. Maybe he's the next Brett Favre. Rock-a-bye. Mullins. Rock-a-bye. Tonight. <laughs> Same guy, right? <laughs> 14, I think so. Is that? Sean Mullins. Bar on spelled differently. Facts. Kind of like Nashville with, with a tan. tan. My exactly. mom used to love that song because she used to say, oh, this is a song the guy sings like Nicholson. I go, well, what do you mean? He sings like Jack Nicholson. I go, oh, okay, very slightly. I like that. Okay, no, I like good. that. Yeah, that, that's Sean Mullins, right? Sean Mullins, Sean you Mullins? got All it. Right, very good. She grew up with the children of the stars. <laughs> he grew up in the shadow of Jimmy Garoppolo. But here's Nick Mullins. 14 out of 19 for 243 and three touchdowns so far tonight against the Raiders. It is the Raiders. But, obviously, when I said a few weeks ago, watch the end of the year, it's going to be C.J. Beathard and Jimmy Garoppolo potentially in a quarterback derby. I was wrong. I meant to say Nick Mullins How about that? and Jimmy Garoppolo in a quarterback derby when Jimmy Garoppolo gets back. Here's the second guy the Niners have had just sitting on their roster where they go, hey, you know, this guy can sling it pretty good, too. Kyle <laughs> Shanahan really? coaching him up. We had to give Jimmy Ra- Garoppolo all that money? Now, in, in all truth, though, this is about as good a give-up effort as we've seen in the National Football League this year, right? We've had a record number of games decided by three or fewer points, and then you have efforts like this by the Oakland Raiders that it, it defies – logic, right? You've got a guy who's never thrown an NFL pass who's carving you up like, you know, a hot knife through butter and offensively you're stuck in the mud. Once again, coming out of a bye week. Coming out of a bye week, you're getting an effort like this. Look, let's let let's 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 finish with with Mullins and then we'll we'll get to the Raiders because okay. the, p- clearly there's plenty of meat on the bone. <laughs> oh yeah, just for the Raiders. It it's like the meat on the bone for the Raiders is like the Fred Flintstone Side order of beef that knocks over his car. But but That's he's got 10 big. years. Let's defend it because he's got 10 years. <laughs> but to finish on, on Mullins. Yeah. Oh, you're really upset. To finish on Mullins here. This is, here's why I like this story. Because normally this is just stuff that happens to the Jets. Here's a guy <laughs> that nobody knows. He's got no practice reps, nothing. And he comes in and suddenly he's great. And his first start ever, oh, he's 250 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And you think, oh, a star is born. And then after a few days, you realize, oh, no, it was just because the Jets made a star out of this guy. Like Baker Mayfield. They made him a star this year. Oh, Baker Mayfield. We couldn't defend a guy with no reps on Thursday night football thrown in the mix. No, no, no. Everybody else has found a way to slow Baker Mayfield down. But no, we couldn't stop him for a bleeping second. This only happens to the Jets, but now it's happening to the Raiders. And I love it. You're enjoying, enjoying yes, the hell out of that. Because it happens, it happens to other people. It no, just you, well, every once in a while, you need to have know that you're not alone. <laughs> Hashtag you're not alone if you're an NFL fan and you've watched some some bunko efforts through your season. Yes, yeah, certainly uh, for Baker Mayfield. Look, if, if we're gonna start running circuses all over town, we've got Cleveland. We can add that. The coaches, everybody's all punchy at their press conferences. 
after five, Hugh Jackson's doing the uh, the breakfast tour now uh, of talk shows and talking about how he was ousted too prematurely. Yeah, no, they, we got two great stories, and I like that you brought the Browns in and Baker Mayfield. But for the Raiders, you, you got Derek Carr. It's like, yeah, nobody's – here's your vote of confidence. Mm. Here's a – talentless team here's doug martin as you're starting running back again this, let's go after it this is now we can get to the raiders we you know we'll continue to celebrate the life and career oh you have to of of nick mullins He's because we're gonna play a, a true or false nick mullins game later on this oh, hour we're gonna i'm gonna ask you questions about nick mullins you gotta tell me if they're true or false and you, hey. this is honestly the the fairest game we've ever played because as long as you don't go on the internet you have no idea if what i'm gonna no, say that's is a right fair point not. I have no idea. Pretty good. Only one catch for four yards, but I did like Kendrick Bourne as a sleeper this week <laughs> in fantasy perspective. You know, whenever you have a guy that rises out of nowhere, the quarterback, uh, whoever's been practicing with him, he's going to at least get a couple of targets along the way. TJ, you had Kendrick Bourne identity as your big ninja sleeper. TJ. Nicely done. He, You know, he kind of looks a little bit like Trubisky. He's got a, a clean bit. interception a column right now. A little now, bit, though. yeah. But, like, you know how Ari Spears is in here a few minutes ago, yeah. comedian with, with the odd couple with Rob Parker and Chris Broussard. You, you see Ari Spears in person, you go, oh, you know, I said, you know what? He looks a little bit like Mo Vaughn in all person. Right. That's a little bit like Mo Vaughn, former Chris and Rob agreed, baseman. and, yeah. yeah, we all looked at each other and said, okay, and, I can see that. And, and, but, and now, you know, continuing with the look, likes a little bit like Trubisky. He's got a little bit of – he's the new Trubisky. See, I was kind of thinking <laughs> the photo that's up uh, if you do the uh, the quick search, Kind of looks a little uh, Rex Grossman-ish. Yeah, you know what? Yes, the that's one that's kind of where one, I was going. Yeah, a little bit. Of, if Rex Grossman and Mitch Trubisky had a baby, it would be it would be Nick Mullins. That's <laughs> pretty good. Go. I like that. It would be Nick Mullins. A former, if two former Bears quarterbacks, this would be their offspring. It would be Nick Mullins. Well, what's a lot of fun just listening to the uh, wait? Chicago. Does that make Ditka the like the grandfather? Is he the patriarch? He is. Okay. It all he begat everything. Bring me if a it was cigar. A, but it was a biblical kind of thing. Ditka begat this. Ditka mm. begat that. That begat this, etc. And then the son says, "But I heard it was really Buddy Ryan." You stop saying that right now. How dare you? It was not his defense. It was my defense. I let him name it. Nicely done. My well, you got to have, have a. But in Chicago right now, you know, as the the Bears get ready to play the Buffalo Bills, we'll see what gets thrown on the field mm. this time because they got to one up themselves off last week's effort. You know, they're starting to get excited a little bit looking at the chaos in the NFC and that there might be a run. And the answer to the trivia question is Rex Grossman, who was the quarterback <laughs> the last time the Bears were in a Super Bowl. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Well, in a race to the bottom in the NFL now, it seems like. Nobody is satisfied with being the biggest train wreck in the league. Every time the Giants do something that says, hey, nope, it's us. No, no, the Raiders go, hold my beer. Oh, no, it's us. We're the big. I mean, really, because I can't call the Niners a train wreck because Garoppolo got hurt. Their season got off the rails very early. And as you see, they're at least unearthing some talent at the quarterback position. And, you know, look, they're going into free agency next year with money to spend. And this was their year to kind of settle things and then contend next year. But clearly... The Giants and the Raiders are the two biggest train wrecks in the league. And it's like every week I go, nope, it's the Giants. Oh, no, it's the Raiders. Oh, no, it's the Giants. Oh, no, it's the Raiders. Because I was all set to go, nope, Giants, Giants, Giants. And then today we get this bit from John Gruden as the Raiders are non-competitive against a one-win 49er team. 
Going into the game with all the controversy surrounding Oakland and how bad the team is and how bad a manager of people and personnel John Gruden is, John Gruden let this slip to Fox's own Howie Long about just how desirable the Raiders are as a franchise. I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else, and I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come and play here. I'm just telling you, they're dying to play for the Raiders. And uh, to have salary cap space and to have a chance to talk to the people that you really want to wear the silver and black, the guys you really want to wear the silver and black and represent this team, that's exciting. And my, because my phone's got snake on it, because that's how new it is. I bet you don't even have snake on your phone. I bet you don't even have a Nokia like I do. Yeah, Spider 2 wide banana phone. That's what I have. Limited right edition? Here. Limited. Hey, you know the people that are calling me? I got a call five minutes ago from Jim Plunkett. He's 69 years old. He said, I would love to be a Raider. I said, thank you. Everybody's got Tim Brown called me and said, I would love to be a Raider. These are all guys who are legends. If you and put they that could come help us right now. Yeah, if you put them on the field right now, they might give you a better effort than this clown show. <laughs> I mean, really, John Gruden saying people are dying to who? Who? You couldn't get anybody in the offseason when the honeymoon period was going on. Hey, John Gruden's back. Oh, I want to go sign. No, people waited about the Raiders because they wanted to see, okay, here's John Gruden who is coming out of the booth after nine bleeping years, does he know what he's doing? Who's going to go to the Raiders after this year? It's going to be the, just like the Raiders were 10, 15 years ago. It was all, only the old veterans at the end of their career who are going to want to go to the Raiders because this team, nobody is going to look at them as a destination. Forget it. The only people who want to pl- play there are going to be guys that no other of the 31 teams want to pay. It's like Gruden's a politician. And he just says stuff, whatever he can, even though people see right through it, because he thinks, hopefully I can convince people enough people to support me through what's going on. Really, people are dying to play for the Raiders. You screwed up the Khalil Mack thing. You got a gift with trading Amari Cooper because you traded with the Dallas Cowboys, which really shouldn't count because it was the Cowboys. It's like trading with the little brother who's filling out your fantasy league. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing, but I made a trade with him anyway. And look, I got Todd Gurley, and I gave up Bilal Powell. I mean, that, that shouldn't even count. But you look at this team that two years ago was a 12-win team. So you're telling me that's a lot of the same guys here. Suddenly now this team is done. This team is done. It's awful. It's bad. we got to get rid of everybody. No, John Gruden is absolutely flailing. Absolutely flailing. He has shown that he has not come in and been able to handle the modern NFL, and he's not been able to handle the players. He's not been able to make personnel decisions. It's exactly what we said preseason. There's different ways the NFL passes you by. It's not always suddenly, well, this offensive system is from the Stone Age. Because like Mike Shanahan's system is still used now by teams' variances of it, and, it, and it's very successful. It's all different reasons why the NFL passes you by. And John Gruden clearly is not up to the test because of evaluating talent and how he can run a program and run a team because nothing is working. He's alienating people. People are out. No one is happy. I mean, and, and yet he's still going to sit there and say, people are dying to come. No, everything is good. Everything is good. Oh, Because if you want to believe in John Gruden, you're going to believe what he says and not believe everything else because everything else is a lie. But what John Gruden tells you is the truth. The only thing he's going to have for you right now is a giant pile of money, even in that clip. It's like, we got to have a lot of cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so anybody just looking for a paycheck? Yeah, come in. Here's the problem. As a talent evaluator, you decided your best I thought you said an Italian, Italian evaluator. Italian evaluator. I'm evaluating uh, as an you're Italian. Italian. As no, Italian it's evaluator. Not good enough. You didn't. You didn't speak with him. You didn't make it longer. But tell, tell me, that. you've got all these first round picks. 
you haven't proven in the past that you were able to do things with picks. No, of course not. Right? He's not and, and you had you had a guy, and and I know that Belichick doesn't want to compare him to Lawrence Taylor, but you got a guy in Khalil Mack who's the best defender going. He's banged up right now. That's fine. But the the fact of the matter is, you didn't want to commit money to him, and you had him on your roster. You didn't have to go draft him. You didn't have to sell him on coming to town. You just had to decide you wanted to keep him and build around, and you didn't. And so you've got that decision. You've got a team that's quit on you right now here in week nine. You just had a mm. 50, what, 53-yard run by, by Mostert. Where was he last week? A lot of fights about mm-hmm. the San Francisco backfield. Yeah. But he runs for 52 yards. He doesn't get touched. He dances. This is like the Trubisky run a couple of weeks ago where he's dancing into the open field and sprints in. It's 31-3. to His team has quit on him, and we'll continue to bury him over the course of the night because everybody's saying, oh, it's a long-term plan. No, it's tanking, and it sucks, and it's a joke what they're putting on the field right now. 31-3 to after Mostert's 52-yard touchdown run, and we're watching the many faces of John Gruden. None of them are happy. We'll have more on this game. Terrell Owens weighing in on, on some NFL moves he hopes are made. And guess who could be the next great NBA final star who is traded? Hello. Well, and thank you for being a Knicks season. <laughs> That's coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Is it the playoffs yet? Discover Card believes anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligational. That's why they think annual fees are ridiculous. And now, just for giving them a try, Discover will give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, they'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. That's right, dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. That's discover.com slash match. Only for new card members. Limitations apply. I hate that song. I'll tell you, you got to be honest. I got to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. Trying to come up with Nick Mullins trivia is really hard. Never heard of it. It's really, we're going to play this game. It's really, really hard. He's an enigma. There's not wrapped up in a conundrum. There's not a lot of stuff you can find that's not strictly football related. Oh, we don't have a lot lot of slice of life personality Nick Mullins stuff. Come on. Everybody wants to know Nick Mullins. Who is he? What kind of shirts does he wear? I mean, that's the guy. What's his favorite band? Exactly. Does he know who Sean Mullins is? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he grew up with the quarterbacks of the Niners. <sighs> the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, we are sitting in the middle of a blowout. 49ers and the Raiders, and who is, I almost said Sean, who is Nick Mullins? Because really, Sean Mullins is the only other guy, you know, named Mullins that you really pay attention to. Either that or a lot of people used to call Chris Mullen Mullins because yeah, they thought there know, was an S there. I went to high school with Darren Mullins, and he was a running back and a cornerback, and he was a really good running back. Yeah. And um, tackling him was real, like, like he was a tough guy to bring down. Not the same guy, though. Because Darren Mullins now is, you know, he's 47. Yeah, but uh, he didn't have a flat top like Chris Mullen. Uh, you no, know what? They no, once no, no. gave a, they, when the bobblehead promotions first started rolling yeah. up, uh, I was living up in the Bay Area, and we made a point of it, a, a group of us, to go to all of those games. Uh, we got a Nate Thurmond. But then when they did the uh, Chris Mullen, uh-huh. the flat top was so true, you could balance a beer on that bobblehead. Oh, that's, that's how sweet. That's how sweet it was. So we yeah. all had one at our desk, and Friday at 5, when we were still slugging it out, heading into the weekends, like, all right, here's your beer. Put it on your Mullen. <laughs> put it on your Mullen. Put it on the Mullen, and there it was. Right now, there are just under seven minutes to go in the third quarter, and the 49ers are absolutely thumping the Raiders 31-3. to uh, Mark Davis watching the game. 
just about as emotionally as invested as his players are. I don't know what's going to be the bigger story after the game. Just who the hell is Nick Mullins and how he was able to do this? Or, oh my God, how bad are the Raiders? I mean, really, this is one of those where you stop and say, wow, this is one of those look-in-the-mirror moments going, what what kind of team are you really? Can it be both? Uh, Can it be both sure. as the 49ers just run roughshod? Mostert is just chewing up yardage. This is going to be a 95-yard touchdown drive before it's done. That's what they're going to do, just eating them up. And a lot of talk on Twitter, and 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 rightfully so, about quitting. Yeah, you don't get instructed to quit. You you tank by having bad players. You tank by gutting your team of your efficient and viable players in this NFL. That's how you get run over. And that's how you make this this type of effort that the Raiders are having now. But no, it'll be both. Because you got a new star. Mullins, like CJ Beathard had his moments, but there's no reason that Mullins doesn't keep the job. It's like, ha, you're just a placeholder until Beathard's ready. No. Mullins, after this effort, three touchdowns, running game, going wild. I mean, it's Hulkamania in the mid-80s is really what it is right now against this Raider defense. So, yeah, you've got that. And then, yeah, it's a dumpster fire in Oakland. That might be a three-dumpster fire. Hey, but don't worry. People are calling John Gruden to say, hey, I want to come play. Oh, or it's fine. I mean, listen, guys, I know we lost tonight 76-3 to to a guy that nobody even knows who he is, but I want you to know people are calling me to come play for the Raiders again. I got Lester Hayes on the phone, and he still says he wants to come play. Mike Haynes wants to come play. Kenny King wants to come play. All of these guys want to come. They're dying because I got a cell phone just like you and me that are saying, hey, I want to come play for the Raiders. Hey, Lester, don't forget to bring the stick'em. Do you think, honestly, when Gruden said that today to Howie Long, uh, that he really has a cell phone from 2002? It's possible. And it's all players that he that was good back in 2002? Either way, I think that might have been the fourth take that made it to air. Corey Dillon is I'm still dying trying, to come play. I'm still trying to say this with a straight face, Howie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's play, play that again. This was John Gruden today trying to explain just how good things are at the Raiders despite the fact they're the worst team in the NFL. I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else. Right. And I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come and play here. I'm just telling you. All right, let, 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 let's stop the right Raiders. there. Let's stop right there. First of all, players can't call and say that. Secondly, I don't think players are actually calling his phone. Hey, you got Gruden cell? I want to hit him up on the phone. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Hey, Gruden, this is Aaron Rodgers. Listen, yeah, I got to get out of Green Bay. I really want to come play for you because you're what's going on. Who would want to come play for this team right now? I mean, really. There's a couple of guys that are saying, look, as long as it's a big oversized novelty check like I won the lottery, (laughs) I will come play for you because that's what you have right now. You're going to have a bunch of draft picks, and who knows whether he actually knows what to do with those. There's no history to suggest that he does. And part B, you're looking at a bunch of money out there and free agency if he wants to go overpay for a couple of guys. Again, you had Khalil Mack. You didn't want to pay him. Nope, don't need him. Don't need a guy that gets a strip sack and a fumble every week. No, let's don't go, need let's that go out and, and pay a bunch of third-rate linebacker and pass rushers and see if we can build the team that way. I get a text from David Givens coming off that big Super Bowl oh, last done. year, and he wants to come play for us. I mean, really? That's who's... a quality quality reference. Right you there. like that, huh? Yeah, that's good. Hey, look, this is what's happening right now. This is how bad it is for the Raiders. So think about this. As bad as your team has it right now, whatever sport, at least you're not a Raiders fan. If you're a Raiders fan, you're probably a Warriors fan, so you're okay. Right? Everybody feels You're feeling good. pretty good. Everybody feels yeah, good. Yeah, there's no question. You won, you won three titles in the last four years. You're feeling good. Well, and Steve Kerr flat out said, we want to get Boogie Cousins a title, yeah. make him look oh, good, and then we'll yeah, send yeah, him yeah. off into free agency. You're good. That's a, everybody, this is one of those things where everybody's happy. 
There you so go. The Ra- Raiders outscored 150 to 79 in the second half this season. Uh, the 49ers once again on the move, Fran- led by Mullins. Frantically, the Oakland Raiders brass is looking at some. I don't want you to say anything. Don't tell anybody about this. But I know the game's still going on. But here's what I want you to do. I want you very discreetly go get a copy of John Gruden's contract, and I want you to read through it, and I want you to see if there's any language that can be deemed so oblique or just very cloudy and vague enough that we could get out of this deal after this year and not have to pay him another $90 million. Don't tell anybody you're doing this. Just get, just look what you can, and then call me and let me know. All right? Thanks. That's nicely done. Like that? Nice and, you know, almost as if it was straight out of a spy movie. <laughs> but when we look at this effort, right, and we, we, we know tanking goes on, and you're watching it in, well, you've watched it in Buffalo, right, the turnover, and we'll see more of Peterman and his band of merry men against the Bears. And, and you've got a number of teams where it's clear that uh, they're looking at well into the future as to what their roster is going to be. And people bemoan that left and right. But I'm supposed to cheer John Gruden that this is some stroke of genius. Look at what he's got building going forward. And he's given up on this year. Maybe it's like the Avengers. He saw 14 million possibilities, and this is the only way back to respectability. Nicely done. Just think, Doctor maybe. Strange. Maybe. I is he going to wear all. a cape on the sidelines? <laughs> if he does that, if he, if he puts on a cape, then I'm back in and all bets are off. He just does a Doctor Strange. <laughs> And he, with his arms like, oh, I'm going to look really Yeah, no, that's the photo shoot I need. <laughs> Who do we know that works up in the Bay Area? See if we can get Gruden to do oh, that photo KMBR, shoot. Oh, they love me. They love me. But let's KMBR. see if we can get the, him to do a photo shoot where he does that pose, and then we can Photoshop a cape on him. It'll be great. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements, then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. In one minute, guess who wants out of a bad situation in the NBA? I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. But first, it's Deb Carson with What's Trending, D.C. Well, we've got the, uh, and I've heard you guys playing the Who's Nick Mullins, but uh, the Oakland Raiders defense now knows who Nick Mullins is. First down at the San Francisco 48, and it's going to be a toss here to the right side to Mostert. has got room outside 50, down the sideline 40, cut back 30, foot race 20, cut back again 10, and Mostert is gone. Touchdown 49ers, Mostert hits the home run. That made it 31-3, to and that's the only touchdown for which Nick Mullins did not throw a touchdown pass. So the Niners are up 31-3. That was the Niners radio network. Five to go in the third quarter. Dodgers have agreed to a one-year deal with infielder David Freeze. And, of course, they agreed with Clayton Kershaw to extend the deadline on the player opt-out option for his contract until Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So hopefully we'll know something from them by tomorrow afternoon. Some finals for you in the NBA. Thunder beat the Hornets 111-107. Nuggets won at Cleveland. 11091 Sixers 122 113 winners over the Clippers. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Finally, guys, Nick Saban getting set for his tide to face LSU. And this comes to you from Bama Online 24-7. Nick Saban was asked. 
what he will choose to do during the corn to- coin toss at LSU. Will he kick or receive? Saban said, quote, to be honest with you, I hope we elect to kick is what I hope we do, end quote. Wow. Yes. And here I was, I thought it was really a corn toss you were talking about. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Like toss the corn. No. Thank you, DC. You I just like that Deb was cursing. That was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I found a beep to cover she myself. Beeped oh, okay. self there. to protect us from FCC fines. No, that's such. that. That's good. That's absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't want to get fined while we're on the air tonight. No. And let the expletives fly. Because you know, I'm just here. I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's right. I mean, that's really Thank you, Marshawn. Thank you. Thanks, Deb. <laughs> you know, they could have used him tonight. We're live. He would have played with some heart. <laughs> We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. Now, before we get to the big story in the NBA, uh, really hope that Mostert's okay. Um, you know, look, Raheem Mostert had a 52-yard touchdown run tonight. He's having a huge night. Uh, we talked a lot about him fantasy-wise the last couple of weeks, what his impact could be with the 49ers. And he just got hurt, and you could hear him screaming on the broadcast as he was writhing in pain on the field, it sounded awful. It sounded absolutely awful, uh, but hopefully he is okay. Uh, I don't think we'll see him back in the game. Uh, you know, When you're, you're screaming like that, that's really, really bad. He did walk off right. under his own power, but his arm was immobilized, and so you really want at least you know something he was able to walk off, be helped off a little bit, and um, he's holding on. they got a big air cast on it right now. And he's walking to the locker room, but yeah, you, you got to think this is a pretty serious injury for him. Oh, yeah. you're going to hell. Well, I mean, Derek Carr's on the other side, right? I mean, so it, it really is appropriate to play it in this in this context. Uh, Alfred Morris probably gets some. It'll make some people happy in the fantasy community to see Alfred Morris. Yeah, uh, been, get some. It's been a lot of lot of discretion. Yeah, over, a lot of stuff uh, over the 49ers. backfield in the in Twitter the last couple. Let of me days. let me tell you though. Uh, uh, speaking of Twitter, Nick Mullins. I uh, just got verified on Twitter. Who? No, during this really? game. Yeah, he, he got verified he, he, during the game. Yeah, he tweets very rarely. Uh, his last oh, one yeah, was when verified. he retweeted uh, a Brett Favre <laughs> tweet from September twenty eighth. Yeah, uh, he's got seven thousand seventy two followers, but he did uh, just get verified. Oh yeah, he's got by dominating the Raiders. He's got a picture. Him, looks like from a wedding. Yeah, on there. I, I mean, now he's going to have more football pictures to put up there. So uh, look at that. Yeah, but we're going to play the Who Is Nick Mullins game. Coming up, hey on Brett Favre follows him too. Uh, well, the Southern Mississippi, you have to. Jeff Garcia follows him. I'm sure it's Southern Miss. And so does Batman. I'm sure Jeff Bauer follows him. You know all the Southern Miss stars. Batman. I just hadn't was, heard no, it. No, that just what. But that was just you, just blatantly grabbing to hear Batman. That had no germane part of our conversation at all. But you know what? All of America smiled, uh, and all of our friends across the globe yeah. listening to us on the iHeartRadio app. It was not a Joe Germain way to get Batman into the conversation. We'll get into the Buckeyes a little bit tomorrow night, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but here's a double whammy. Whammy! J.R. Smith wants out, and he may get fined. Oh, good. We brought you this story as it was first breaking a couple of nights ago, that J.R. Smith very upset with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is not going to be part of the rotation moving forward, and he may be traded. This was the same night where Kyle Korver was reportedly put on the trading block. This was what wound up getting Teron Lou fired. He wanted to keep playing J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver, and the front office said, no, we want to develop younger players, and you got to start giving more time to guys like Colin Sexton, who could be our future. And we have to tank to hopefully get a top three pick. Yes, and Teron Lou decided the hill I'm going to die on is standing up for Kyle Korver <laughs> And J.R. Smith, 
who didn't know what the score was in game one of the NBA Finals. Those are the guys. Huge boner. Those are the guys that I'm going to stand up. If I get fired over J.R. Smith, I get fired over J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith made him a champion. (laughs) But now, J.R. Smith is in a couple of different degrees of trouble. Number one, he wants out. In an interview today, he was asked about his status with the Cavaliers not being part of the team moving forward, and he said, yeah, I think I'd like greener pastures. Are you hoping for a trade? Yeah, honestly. Have you expressed that to them? They know. How did they know? I mean, they don't want me to, so they obviously know. They obviously know. Now he may get fined for that because you can't ask for a trade. To the media. Yeah. We saw this last year. Eric Bledsoe got fined ten grand for saying, I don't want to be here anymore, well, the tweet he had. And, well, he found well, his I, way out. It seems like you should be able to say, I don't want to be here anymore. You just be, shouldn't be able to say there's a destination in mind. Like, yeah. I don't think they should be fined for just waxing poetic that I hate these people and I want out. <laughs> like, if they said, you know what, I'd really like to go play with LeBron in Los Angeles, then I think there's That's a problem. The, there's no, are you kidding? After game, after he didn't know what the score, you think LeBron? I'm kidding. He's talking to it's, Rob Palenka right now. But it's right the now, meme going, of all memes. He's, you could use that for everything. The LeBron pointing to the to the floor you and know looking. What the at score JR. is? Come on, man. Are you kidding? There's no way that's happening. Look, here's what's going to happen to J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith thinks that if you let me go. A super team is going to pick me up. You know he thinks, yeah, you let me go. Some t- hey, they let the, Swaggy P have a ring. The Celtics will pick me up. The Bucks will pick me up. So, somebody really good with championship aspirations is going to pick They're just going to. I'm sorry. Maybe it's Houston. Somebody's going to pick me up. Are you kidding? They got to pick me up. I make shots. You know he thinks, hey, 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 they let me go. I, I was going to land. I'm going to fail upwards. That's what he's going to do. I'm going to fail upwards. When reality, what's going to happen if – he winds up becoming an ex-member of the Cavaliers. And the only way they get out of it, really, is to waive him because, really, who's going to trade for him? He's got two years and $14 million left on his contracts. Those are awful deals, and he's got to thank LeBron for getting that for him before game one of the last year's NBA Finals. But, really, who wants him? Yeah, Eventually, LeBron did him a solid. He's got to realize that his future, and this is J.R. Smith's future, he's going to be the sit-at-home NBA tweeter. And that's the guy who sits at home, and when a big game happens and a team that can't make shots loses because they don't have money to take a big shot or they're 0 for 16 from three-point range, that's when he tweets out, I'm available, hey, I'm here, and he tweets out, you know, and he hits an at or he hashtags name of the team. He's going to be a sit-at-home NBA tweeter. That's the next job he has after shooting guard Cleveland Cavaliers, sit-at-home NBA tweeter. That's not bad because he could have been first last night with Derrick Rose's game. First! Yeah. Way to go, D-Rose. All right, we saw the parade of NBA players, current and former, going out of their way to praise Derrick Rose's effort. I mean, this is one of the opportunities for J.R. Smith. That could be a new new calling. And then you could start doing ads on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, he still has some some space if he needs another tattoo. Sure, sure. You could, okay. Sell space, All right. whatever inventory's left. I like that. I mean, I don't know that he's gone the full Zlatan, so you might have an opportunity. I don't know if there's space, though. Not if there's space. You'd have to, like... Make something really big and 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 thick in Mar- that goes over some of the other ones. You know what you need to do? Like you know when there's too much graffiti on a wall, and then like it's a school wall or a, or, or an underpass, and then the city comes just paints it over with one solid color. Oh, absolutely! Just quick coats of white, and, he and, needs, and away you go. He needs yeah. just to come in with a, with a full solid tattoo that paints over, his, and then he starts over again. I like what you're thinking. That's what it is. That that that's what you do. And I, then you get in there and a, sell, sell, sell. I get a skin tone tattoo. That makes me look just back to and then I start again, and then I put some more ink on. It's about J.R. Smith. <laughs>
How about that? What a wreck Cleveland is in sports overall. Terry Francona was afraid. He's lucky right now. Yeah, he was afraid this week of what was going on. But you saw the Browns. I mean, that's a gift that keeps giving. Mm -hmm. And now the Cavaliers firing Ty Lue. Luke Walton's got to be looking over his shoulder. We were in here in the studio last night on Halloween night. We thank everybody for for hanging with us. Uh, I did. I noticed you didn't bring us a giant satchel of candy, but we'll candy get into comes that. tomorrow because I actually I came from soccer practice today. I did have a big bag of candy, but I left it at home, so I'm bringing the candy in tomorrow. All right, asked and answered. But the the idea being that um, we watched the end of that Lakers and Mavericks game, and uh, a lot of folks wish um, if you're going to win a game that way that you just lose. <laughs> you give up a 14-point lead like they did, and then when LeBron went to the line and missed the first of two free throws, you're going, all right, how does this get any stranger around here? Ty Lue sitting there waiting in the offing for LeBron James to wave his finger and make a change. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. Still a big blowout in San Francisco, and everybody wants to know, who is Nick Mullins? The 49ers quarterback who's on his way to a perfect quarterback rating tonight. <laughs> in the Raiders 31-3 lead over in the 49ers 31-3 lead over the Raiders. We're headed to the fourth quarter. He's got three touchdowns already. But coming up next, we will learn who he is. It is Nick Mullins trivia right here. Fox Never Sports heard Radio. Of. Stop. Everybody has. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. That's discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations apply just under 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter and the 49ers are rolling over the Raiders 31 to three it is Nick Mullins night he has thrown for three touchdowns so far announced the starting quarterback just before game time CJ Bethard 50-50 with an injury he has come in and lit up the yes it's the Raiders and lit up the Raiders defense as the Niners are rolling right now, got an update on Raheem Mostert, who left the game with what looked like a really scary and painful arm injury. The Niners are calling it a forearm injury. He is not going to return to this game. It's broke. Yeah, it was pretty frightening. Tyshirt has already declared he's it's broken. He's going to hell. He's going to hell. Uh, down 31-3, to the Raiders uh, attempt a field goal uh, and miss it appropriately. Uh, you know, there's a more entertaining football game going on right now. <laughs> Central Florida Knights, number 12 in the land. Currently with a two-point lead over the Temple Owls, 42-40. Yeah, but oh, nine minutes remaining. But yeah, I but thought they, you meant LAFC. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's just getting started, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, playoff game is just getting underway here. But I mean, wait a minute, they've got a falconer. But let's be, let's wait. Be, hold, hold, no, wait a minute. This this takes everything. Oh, There's a falconer. Well, and and a falcon. Make sure it's just it's just not a falconer. He's got a falcon I, with him. I I don't just, care about the guy. Well, well. The, Although the it's, Falconer it's, is, I mean, was one just, of the great skits of recent memory. If it's on just Saturday the guy holding his arm out, he's not technically happy. He to doesn't be a Falconer. count. He doesn't count. It's just the, no, the the Falcon is a much bigger thing. Yes, they're going to let a Falcon go at the LAFC, wearing game. that little helmet yes. on him. That's just, great. Just to let you know that. And that's... there goes Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, but 
Since everybody wants to know who is Nick Mullins, who is who? this guy? Southern Miss, first year out of Southern Miss. Who is he? We want to know. We're going to play the Nick Mullins trivia game. Oh, yeah. Let's ready? go. All right, tight shirt. Think we got some Nick Mullins trivia music? You just mailed it in with this. I you love this song. This, this is his in. favorite song. Come on. How it's is this not good game show music? And he dances. Uh, all right. Oh, here's tight how, shirt. <laughs> here's how we're playing. Myself, Come on. Mike Harmon, Alex Tyshirt with his Rob Parker impression, and Justin Frostberg. I will ask you a question about Nick Mullins. He never threw a pass, Jason. And you have to tell me. <laughs> oh, come on. That might have been one of my questions. Thanks a lot, jerk. <laughs> you have to tell me if this is true or not about Nick Mullins. True or false, Nick Mullins is the all-time leader in every passing category for Southern Mississippi. True or false? Brett Favre was there. Uh, I'm going to go true. I'm going to say true. he dominated. All-time leader in every passing category for Southern Miss. When true you're C.J. Beathard's backup, absolutely. <laughs> every record. You needed a beep there, Frostberg, to cover know, up your cursing. Yeah. That is absolutely true. I'm just happy the Raiders are getting blitzed. <laughs> <laughs> Frostberg seems to be, to be he yeah, went, no, he's. I'm. Better. I'm actually wondering if they just give us the win next week against the Raiders, you and then we don't have to have go, to, go to Oakland. No, you'll be fine. Just stay home. Just waiting for the email. That is 100 percent true. How about Nick that? Mullins owns yeah. every passing category in Southern Miss history. He's a weapon. Nick Mullins won the Mississippi State High School Championship with a game-winning touchdown pass. With his left hand, Nick Mullins won the Mississippi State champ- Championship game-winning touchdown pass, throwing it with his left hand. True or false? That's very specific. I mean, very specific. Yeah, you're saying he went Patrick Mahomes. Went I Patrick did. Mahomes yeah. through the game-winning touchdown pass to win the Mississippi State Championship with his left hand. Never He's amphibious. Happened. Never happened. That is also true. Nick Mullins, as far as I know. Has never thrown a game-winning touchdown pass oh, to win the Mississippi bad. State Championship. That's pretty good. With his last, pretty good, right? Way to rope it. It was very specific. Nicely done. He, he could have made state, you know, <laughs> throw the football over that mountain. When he was in college, yeah. Nick Mullins used to date current Food Network TV star and USM alum Cat Cora. Nick Mullins used to date Food Network TV star and USM alum Cat Cora while he was at school. True or false? How about that? That's next false. level. That's yeah. false. You like that. But that's something. Uh, all right. You're saying false. I'll say false. All right. Who's Cat Cora? Cat Cora. Food Network stars. One of the big stars in the food. I watch a lot of Food Network. There are stars on the Food Network? Well, look. Ah. look. If you, Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If you go to look at famous Southern Miss alumni, it goes Brett Favre and then Cat Cora is second. And then a tractor. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then a tractor. And then it's, it's one hell of a tractor. And then it's Bus Cook. And then it's... So I'm going to say, yeah, because you can't make that up. I'm hoping it's true. Mm. Well, Cat Cora, unfortunately, is 51 years old. So they doesn't did, mean they couldn't have been dating. Don't yeah, start come on. a cougar. Hey, don't start doesn't rumors. mean they couldn't have been. Come on. So that you is, just you asked a question false. that you couldn't confirm uh, or deny. You want to bet on that? What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? Bag of candy. Wire me money in your bank account. I'll bet you whatever you want. They didn't date while he was in college. How about that? <laughs> I like that. By the way, um. For this LAFC game, yeah, uh, Jock Peterson and Clayton Kershaw showed up to the playoffs. 
Jason, I'll bet you a bag of urine and some batteries. Oh, I'll bet you. Hey, a you'll see the Raider fans next week. You leave them alone. <laughs> you'll one up me a bildo. Uh, yeah, we'll play. We'll play more Nick Mullins trivia. Oh, no, we have up later on. At in least the show. Kershaw showed up for one playoff. Ah, Kershaw showed up for this one. That's for sure. Wow, that's an old picture, guys. <laughs> Coming up next, we got more and a big story from the NFL. This is Fox. Justin Frostberg has just hit on what could keep people watching this NFL game to its conclusion. Or listening, rather, because, you know, you want to listen. Well, you sync them up if you can. I mean, come on, the best trade of the night, even though the trade deadline's over, people suggesting you trade Gruden for Witten uh, and that it would be a good trade. Hey, Mark Davis, this is ESPN. Listen, we have a plethora of analysts you could probably just stick in there to coach. Why don't you give us Gruden back? We we really need him more than you do. I mean, really, that's at the point. Who needs who needs Gruden more, ESPN or, or Oakland? I mean, really. Yeah, that's a good point. He's got nine years to figure it out. Mm. Trust the process? <laughs> uh, listen, uh, Jimmy, Trust the process. I want you to go through every inch of John Gruden's contract. I want you to get it out of the legal system. And uh, just tell me if there's any sort of wiggle room that we don't have to pay him. And if by that wiggle room, I mean you have to add in a page that uh, doesn't look like it belongs, but we can use it, great. Add it in. We got to get out of this. 31-3 right now. The Niners lead the Oakland Raiders. 521 to go in the fourth quarter. And yes, it really is all about Nick Mullins, but it's also about the Raiders. And while you can look at this game and go, okay, well, 31 3 are people still watching? Derek Carr has just gone to the bench. Yes, he has. Mercifully, mercifully, his night is over. Coming into the game, the next time the Raiders get the football will be A.J. McCarron. Ah, we've already seen him on a quarterback sneak that failed, and offensive linemen basically laid down, but yeah. And I ask you, Mike Harmon, yes, sir. Who is the radio's play, uh, the radio play-by-play man for the Oakland Raiders? You are looking live. Second down and nine. Brent Musburger is now going to be calling AJ McCarron playing quarterback again. Isn't it great the way life works sometimes? We do have some audio. You want to hear it? Oh, let's hear it. Actually, go, let's hear it. We're also, this Alabama, and that's AJ McCarron's girlfriend. Okay, <laughs> and right there on the right is Dee Dee Bonner. That's AJ's mom. Wow, I'm telling you, quarterbacks, you get all the good-looking <laughs> women. Ah, it's a what a beautiful woman. Wow, he's AJ's doing some, some things right down. So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with pop. So there it is. Well, I tell you what, AJ McCarron comes out tonight. Same deal. How about that? Same deal. Get Dee Dee Bonner always gets mentioned. <laughs> well, that's not his wife, though, right? Right. Yeah. Second uh, down and nine. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so the Raiders will be getting the ball back. Although that would be a lie. That's not from tonight because the Raiders have not had a second down and nine yet. Oh, yeah. yeah no, they went. They went 34 for, to three now. A lot of four and outs. The first and 15. Then they, were, then they were second and 12. What, what just a miserable effort, though, overall for this team. 16 to 22 for Carr, 171. Zero touchdowns, zero picks. Doug Martin, 11 for 49. Uh, Jalen Richard, he's your leading receiver with four catches. For 45 yards, just an absolute, uh, absolutely ridiculous effort by this Raider team today. This is supposed to be a rivalry game. This is supposed to be the one that they get fired up for. Coming out of a bye week, coming out of a bye week, yeah. this is what you get? Yeah. What a joke. Look, the Raiders and Giants are on this huge battle as to who's the biggest train wreck in the NFL. 
Honestly, every week you go, well, this week it's the Raiders. No, this week it's the Giants. No, this week it's the Raiders. No, this week it's the – and it's like they keep anting up. It's like watching two guys at the poker table at the World Series of Poker. Uh, yeah, I'll call and I'll raise 250. All right, I will – See your 250 and raise you 100. All and right, the whole time uh, we're looking, we that. get to let look at their the hands and we know that they suck. Right. Let me see the flop. You say, okay, I'm in for 300. All right. I see your 300. I'm going to go another 300. All right. I see your 300. Let's get another card. That's what the Giants and Raiders are doing. All right, guys. See your Kyle Lauletta getting arrested for uh, trying to turn the wrong way onto a highway. And I see you, John Gruden, saying that people are dying to come play for the Raiders. The Giants call. And then the Raiders say, Ah, call. All right, let's see the card. Oh, we got a good card there. Uh, I will now raise you not showing up at all against the Niners on a Thursday night, losing to a guy who had never thrown an NFL pass before tonight. Never heard of him. This is where the Giants have to say, you know what, I'm out. Or, you know, I'm out. Fold. I, we can't top Fold. that. Fold. I can't. Although I'm, I'm sure they have at least two guys on their roster that have never thrown an NFL pass. Mullen, 16 out of 22, had a touchdown on the first drive to Pierre Garçon. We remember him. He was subject of a couple of trade rumors at the beginning of last week. Uh, hasn't had the year uh, that was anticipated. Of course, that, that all goes back to Garoppolo getting hurt. But you look at the, this game overall, they've just run roughshod. I mean, yak, yak, both on the ground and in yards after contact and air yards. Uh, Kittle with four catches, 108 and a score, uh, and just an absolute obliteration. And look at six sacks. That's how many times Derek Carr was sacked. And I lost count of the number of times he got a hit. I mean, really, it's John Gruden has never built a team before anywhere. Anywhere. When he was the OC in Philadelphia, they had the team already. When he was the head coach at Oakland, they had the team. Now, he groomed Rich Gannon into being a latter-day quarterback. You know, obviously, his work with quarterbacks was great during his heyday. But he didn't have to build a team. He just had to get – he got Rich Gannon to the Pro Bowl. I mean, Rich Gannon was throwing 25 touchdowns back in the early 2000s when 25 touchdowns was a lot in the NFL, which is crazy to think about now. But that's it was a lot, and he was playing, and you know he did that. But he didn't build that team. He jumped to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That team was built. That team was locked and loaded. He got a good enough season out of Brad Johnson, and he won the Super Bowl. He has never built a team. Why did Mark Davis to think suddenly, oh, yeah, we get John Gruden out of nine years in the broadcast booth and think that he's going to come and build a team? No, this is how the NFL passes people by. And when John Gruden got the job, we told you, listen, it's not always going to manifest itself in, hey, here's an outdated offensive system or here's a philosophy that that players don't buy into anymore. There's different ways that the NFL passes you by. And in being able to build a team to compete, the NFL has passed John Gruden by. In being able to deal with personnel in a way that you deal with the 2018 star player it's past John Gruden by because John Gruden dealt with Khalil Mack like he would have dealt with a star player back when he was in his heyday with the Raiders and the Buccaneers deactivating Keyshawn Johnson for most of a season all right that was his decision I'm deactivating whoa we're deactivating Keyshawn what are you talking about that's back when you could do stuff like that he thought I can do the same thing now Khalil Mack doesn't want to be or not realizing how difficult contract negotiations are when you're talking about paying a guy who at worst is the second best defensive player in the NFL. And he blew it. He completely blew that. The NFL passed him by because you don't do that. And that's something that, hey, maybe 15 years ago, that could have worked. But that doesn't work now. So he's blown that. He gets the gift 
of a first-round draft pick for Amari Cooper because the Cowboys are the only team worse at trading than he is. So the Cowboys actually worked that. That worked out for him. That should have been his high point. But continually now, he has taken a team that two years ago was a 12-win team at the top of the AFC West. You were thinking, this is going to be a team that could wind up winning for years. I mean, if Derek Carr doesn't get hurt, they could beat the Patriots well, and no, go to the Super Bowl. But, but there's one of the points from that season, right? They won a lot of close games, and I don't know that there had been an NFL team that went unscathed with injuries like they did until Derek Carr got hurt. Like every other team that in recent memory that you go charging into the playoffs, you, you have to fight something along the way. Now, we, we've got some outliers. You look at Jacksonville last year. They were able to navigate pretty, pretty much just rolling through. But most teams have some adversity thrown their way. Here, they won a bunch of close games. They had a couple of one-point wins. You don't often see a, a team with multiple one-point wins in a given NFL season. Uh, what, five games? Six games decided by three points or fewer. So they won a lot of close games, had the ball bounce right, and came through until Derek Carr got hurt, and we all know what that sounded like. I mean, that was just not good for anybody, <laughs> right? So you had a, a roster that that was cobbled together and, and did did great things, and Reggie McKenzie was a genius. And then two years later, you got John Gruden and everybody else taking a baseball bat to what he's done, and certainly dra- most of their draft picks first-rounders hadn't worked out. But the one that did, the one that they needed to pay, they said, you know what, we might have a transcendent, you know, game-altering player here, but we don't need to pay him. So let's move on and let's see if we can recreate that and find our own magic in the draft. You can tell me all you want. They've got five number one picks the next two years. That's all fine and good. What does that translate to? Look, look when you, it's great to get all these assets when you realize, oh, the same guy we don't trust is the guy using these assets. That That's really right. not going to help you. It's like, oh, we, we got all these picks. Yeah, but John Gruden's the one making them. Oh, oh, so that's that's going to hurt us a little bit there. I never thought about that angle of it. Oh, poor Nick Bosa. Yeah, no, there's oh, a lot of people Bosa. pouring one on the curb tonight protect, for Nick Bosa on Twitter. Nick Bosa. <laughs> Nick Bosa goes back to school. I wait. I'm not done yet. I haven't officially withdrawn. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually going back. I'm going back. No, no. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm you know what? I'm just going to train I'm for back. a year, and then back. I'll come back the following year. Yeah, just he's got a number of assets, and obviously Reggie McKenzie. They'll come to some parting of the ways here at some point. Surprised they didn't try to trade him at the deadline. That seemed like it could have worked out nicely for them. But what, what do you have on this roster, and how long does the rebuild take? Because in that division, now you're chasing the the Chargers, and obviously for Frostburg, and I know he should cover his ears here, you have no idea how long Phillip Rivers can play. But given the current state of the NFL, you don't get to well, hit him, so he can play another five yeah, years. You don't throw the under Chiefs, him. And you're chasing the and Chiefs. And I, well, I was going to get to them. Yeah. I was building up to them. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a potential you juggernaut. You over the Broncos? I'm going to skip over the I'm Broncos? Gonna, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not even getting to the Broncos. <laughs> John Elway. John Elway, the quarterback talent evaluator, is about where John Gruden is in terms of his evaluation as well. And everybody <laughs> writing out, oh, it's a slow play. He's a genius. He's playing chess because he knew this roster wasn't very good. No, no, no. He didn't slow play it coming in to the, the front door. He talked about how, you know, it's time to get back to Raider football. He didn't say, I'll get back to you in four no, years. No, this is Raider football. Like, this is Raider football 20 years ago. This, this is well, football it's been the Raider football yeah. most years. Wait, 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 Since we, that Super Bowl year, they've had a lot of years that But we like get this. our tails kicked year after year. Yes, ah, that's Raider football. Okay, good. So we're back Another to Raider football. Another double-digit loss That's Raider season. football. That's Raider football. Uh, I, 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 this... 
I don't know that I've seen a game played this badly by a team with their regular starting quarterback in quite a long time. It's not a rookie who's just starting out going, okay, here's the first game for Baker Mayfield or Darnold or, or Rosen, whoever it is. I mean, this is Derek Carr. And right now the Niners are kneeling on the football 34-3. to how many people played the Raiders D in fantasy? Oh, tonight? no, no. It was, and they're going, what the hell, man? I had a couple of sit starts. I'm like, all right, I'll put them at the fringe back end number one. You know, so in that 10 to 12 range, thinking maybe you get a, a turnover or two instead. Thanks no. for nothing, Fabiano. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't. Wow, there no, you go. No, I mean, you had a week seven bye. Then you got lit up by Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts as they start getting healthy. And then on the short week, you come back with an effort like this. Yeah, go excuse-making. It was a short week, and, and we couldn't prepare for Mullins. For Mullins. A guy, you know, that they're they're writing about now. It's like, oh, they were hoping he wouldn't get claimed, and they wanted to put him on the practice squad. That's all fine and good. He's a guy that hadn't thrown an NFL pass, came out and immediately put a seven on him. Normally, this is only things that happens to the Jets. A guy comes out never throwing an NFL pass before, and, hey, carves up a defense. That only happens to the Jets. Nope, now the Raiders said, hold my beer. And I'm watching Mullins walk off the field now with a football under his arm. Hey, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep this. This is so awesome. A near-perfect quarterback rating for Nick Mullins. The 49ers beat the Raiders 34-3 and doing everybody a favor. The game ends about 20, 25 minutes earlier than normal. That was pretty fast. On Thursday Yeah, night. they made quick work of it. By the way, long time ago, the Raiders led this game 3 nothing. That was a long time ago. A very long Ten time Ten play, 56-yard drive, 530 Erroneous. off the clock, and they kicked the field Erroneous. goal. And, well, that was it. Guys, my only question is, do you think uh, Gruden's going to do his press conference from the call center tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk to you guys for very long because I got Raider legends who are telling me, these guys want to come play. People are dying to come play for the Raiders. Even Lincoln right Kennedy wants to come out of the booth. And Abraham Lincoln wants to play for us, too. I got all these guys. And I don't mean Lincoln the president. I mean the vampire hunter, because we could use a killer instinct here on this team. Twitter at How About a Fresca, <laughs> Mike, and Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, something I can't believe happened during this game and made me really question a lot of things in my life. And moving forward, find out what it is next. We got Jason Lock and four in 15 minutes as well. All the latest news in the NFL, Fox Sports Radio. And TJ, out on the road today, I saw a black flag sticker on a Cadillac. TJ. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Second down and nine. We are live from the Geico Studios. Oh, Brent got to call A.J. McCarron playing in tonight. What a terrible game. Yeah, too bad there were no highlights. <laughs> I mean, Mullins was fun. He yeah. was great. His post-game interview with Aaron Andrews, very emotional, getting into it. They throw back up to the booth, and Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, like, we didn't get to talk to him. <laughs> They're like, we don't, we don't know. Like, we talked to C.J. Beathard, and Troy's like, I didn't even get to shake his hand. I don't know what this guy is, but that interview, like, showing how much it meant to him and, and what this night was all about. Uh, so uh, a big moment for the 49ers. They moved to 2-7. and seven. Yay. <laughs> And the Raiders uh, lost to a third-string quarterback on a 1-7 team. As soon as you hear from, we hear from Mullins and Gruden especially, they hit the podium, we will bring it to you. The Raiders tank job in full effect. And this this really, you watch tonight, 34-3, a one-win 49ers team. 
down to a quarterback that had never thrown an NFL pass, and they don't show up at all. Yes, it's bad for John Gruden. It's awful for him. This is, he's showing you that he really doesn't know anything about building a team or what he's doing. At the same time, you kind of have to admire that, okay, well, if they're going to lose, at least they're continuing to lose. This is a game they could have won, and suddenly at the end of the year you go, man, we won four games. Now we're not going to get that number one pick. Now we're picking third. We got to worry about the Giants taking a quarterback or they could draft Saquon Barkley again. <laughs> I mean, look, it's at least, you know, if you're a Raiders fan, you're happy because you're saying, all right, we're going to stink and stink to biblical proportions this year, which is going to help us when Justin Herbert comes out, unless he decides to go back to school. Some talk that he wants to go back, right? A.J. McCarron, I uh, wonder if he's the quarterback going forward. <laughs> if you if you don't even bother playing Derek Carr you know, at this and that's, point. And that's the thing. As bad as this is, this is why we said trade Derek Carr by the trade deadline because there are so many teams that were quarterback needy. And this is where you got to read the room, right? There's certain situations that you can say, all right, I'm not sure, but there's sometimes you got to read the room. You could wait till the offseason to trade Derek Carr. But depending on what kind of year he has, what are you going to get for him? You know, you would have gotten more before the trade deadline when he started to play well the last couple of weeks than you will if you have a value that depreciates. And the rest of this year, Derek Carr's value will do nothing but depreciate. Tonight, he was pretty good accuracy-wise. He was 16 out of 22, but he throws for 170 yards, and they can't get the team in the end zone. So why do you not trade him when clearly you are tanking? Clearly you are trying to lose and you are trying to put guys out. How do you not trade Derek Carr? How do you not say, you know what, Jacksonville Jaguars, what do you want? Here's a guy that's well on the right side of 30 that can not only be your quarterback this year, but he can be somebody who you can build around next year. Hey, New York Giants, you want Derek Carr? Give us something. Give us something. You can have not only your quarterback of the present, but your quarterback of the future too. And you have to worry about Eli Manning, and you can push him to the side, and that's just how it is now because you realize you made a mistake by saying, oh, we want to be nice to Eli Manning because of how well he's done for us for the past 13 years. No, I'm sorry. That's not the business of the National Football League. There were many teams who think, you know what? Boy, if we could get that upgrade at quarterback, and when you look to the, the offseason, all right, Derek Carr may be available then. Joe Flacco might be available again, but then I might be ready to get my quarterback in the draft. I may want to back off. How do you not strike when teams would have said, yes, let me go get Derek Carr because he could take our team right now and turn it into something that's a little bit better, that maybe I don't have to worry about things. And I don't mean just the Jaguars. I don't mean just the Giants. But uh, you know, other teams that, that could have said, hey, you know what? We could, we could use this upgrade Tampa right Bay. here. Tampa Bay could have said, hey, you know what? Sorry, Jameis Winston, but we're moving on. I'm sorry. but right? We, there were a lot of people clamoring that. this last draft. For them to grab a quarterback, knowing what Jameis Winston was. That was before the suspension was announced, mm-hmm. right? And you can talk, you go all the way through from Deshaun Jackson in week two, going as quickly as he could to a podium to endorse <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, now requesting a trade and, and everything else, that you're back to Fitzpatrick and whatever the future holds for Jameis Winston. You had a number of quarterbacks. You could have had one of those guys. Right? Miami you, Dolphins. You Miami Dolphins. They're starting Brock Osweiler right. Sunday against the Jets. Look, I already have come to terms with the fact that somehow Brock Osweiler is going to beat us, and and it's going to be very embarrassing. But I mean, look, the Dolphins. They don't want to pay Ryan Tannehill again after this year. No. Oh, go get Derek Carr. Throw the ball downfield. I, I I don't get how you didn't say, okay, let's get the assets while we can. Well, you already went out of your way to start piling up assets. Why why pretend you're not tanking? Everybody sees what you're doing. Everybody sees that it's the 
long play and that you're going to try to rebuild and and go from the scrap heap and and rebuild your tower. But the fact is, the other thing you've got to be concerned about, yeah, your your own pick is going to be brilliant because you, you're terrible. You're still better man for man, I think, if we go roster to roster. Uh, you only have three or four players on the 49ers that you single out as better in a position-to-position matchup. Uh, and obviously now Mullins versus Carr has a conversation. <laughs> but, but we have the, hey, hot take right there. Uh, but but you have the idea of the Cowboys and Bears number one picks. The one you got from Chicago, hey, what? that's not going to be a very high pick at this rate. The way the NFC shapes up, they got Buffalo this week. They're a double-digit favorite on the road. And then you look at Dallas. If they get anything out of Amari Cooper and win a couple of games, Suddenly, they're not top 10 picks like perhaps you thought you were adding on to your your booty heading into the draft. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Uh, how about this from the National Football League? Yeah, Your buddy. 49ers debuts as a starter. Okay. All right. Now, you had Nick Mullins tonight, 262 and three touchdowns. Okay. Okay. Steve Young. In his Niners debut as a starter. Yeah. 80 yards passing. Yeah. And a touchdown. How about that? 80. So that's, he's better than Steve Young is what you're like, saying. That's like a quarter's worth of work for Nick Mullins. And Steve Young was a seasoned veteran at that point. What about Joe Montana? Well, if you have Joe Montana. Oh, my God, Joe Montana. Joe Montana's debut as a Niners starter. 36 yards passing. Oh, boy. No touchdowns. That's it. Go Nick buy, Mullins. go to NFL shop right now. Two sixty-two and three touchdowns. That's Nick Mullins. That's how good he is. 49er faithful, fired up. Look at it, still there as Mullins makes his way to the set on NFL Network. That's oh, a beautiful thing. <laughs> Nick Mullins, greatest quarterback in 49er history. We're off oh, to find me. Oh, hot take. I hot like take. that. Hot take. That would make him the GOAT, right? Because folks put Montana, if he's better than yeah. him. Yeah. Is he already on the Mount Rushmore, a 49er quarterback? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, so is C.J. Bethard. So, there, you know, there's Go Hawkeyes. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We got Jason Lock and Flora, CBS Sports NFL Insider, coming your way in a minute with all the big news in the NFL. But first... Let's find out what's trending from Deb Carson, D.C. Hey, gents, 16 of 22, 262 yards and three touchdowns. That is Nick Mullen's stat line in his NFL debut as his Niners beat down the Raiders 34-3. Second one of the season for San Francisco. They're 2-7. Oakland falls to 1-7. Had some college football underway as well, and that is final. 12th-ranked Central Florida took down Temple 52-40. The Knights are 8-0. The Owls are 5-4. Dodgers have agreed to a one-year deal with infielder David Freeze and Clayton Kershaw has until Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern to decide what he's going to do about that player opt-out option. Still has two years, 65 million bucks left on the current deal. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And back to college football, the chairman of the University of Maryland's Board of Regents, James T. Brady, is stepping down effective immediately. Immediately, the board, of course, initially voted to reinstate football coach DJ Durkin, but in the wake of widespread outrage, they ultimately fired him. And just a couple of notes from the NBA. Boston hit 24 three-pointers in their 117-113 win over the Bucks. De'Aaron Fox with his first career triple-double as the Kings won in Atlanta, 146-115. 
Thank you, DC. You bet. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. Best Niners quarterback ever, Nick Mullins. I, I can hear the flames starting to fire up. There it is. That was just like, Seriously. Put it on blast. I mean, to be serious about Nick Mullins for a second, and everybody wants to say how great Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. For one second, realize Jimmy Garoppolo came in under Kyle Shanahan and threw the ball pretty well. Before Jimmy Garoppolo took over, C.J. Beathard was throwing the ball pretty well. Since C.J. Beathard took over, he was throwing the ball pretty well. And now you have Nick Mullins, who, in his first start, not throwing a pass, 262 and three touchdowns. I mean, just think about that for a second, the, the, the Kyle Shanahan effect. The legend. Joining us now on the hotline, a man who has just started a history of Syracuse football <laughs> from the 2001 Top 25 ranking to today. It's Jason Lock and Four. What's happening, Jay? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, every week we talk, and it's better. It's good for Syracuse football, man. It's it's like awesome. Hey, Dino Babers, man, <laughs> he's the man. Actually, the, like I live in Maryland, and obviously we have a you know one Division One football team in this uh, state, and it's not going so well for them. And I know a lot of prominent alumni who were telling me about Dino Babers years ago and saying like Maryland should hire this guy, and they were giving that name to all the prominent uh, powers that be and the Board of Regents and the uh, you know alumni circles, and they weren't impressed. They wanted to go with DJ Durkin. Okay. Ooh, that really worked out for us. I'm, 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 yeah, no. Well, that worked out for yeah, us. Yeah, I, I've done a, a little bit of Baltimore radio this week, Jason, and uh, I, I've I've addressed the uh, cesspool uh, that that this has That's been. That's well put. I mean, cesspool might actually be a compliment. Uh, well, let let's stick with the NFL where we're going here now. With and, you know, look, we'll talk about Syracuse football. We I mean, got big game. Yeah, you had to get that in. Of but course. I mean, here, I, I mean, seriously, Jason, Nick Mullins. I mean, really, two sixty-two and three touchdowns. It's it's like, are you kidding? Um, like you watch things through the course of an NFL season and they surprise you. Some things really stupefy you. Some things blow your mind. I mean, this guy walking off the practice squad as like the path of least resistance, right? Like somebody has to play this game and we're not signing Kaepernick and we're not doing anything off the street. And he's been in our system for a little while. Okay. So like you, you hope that, somebody in a situation like that doesn't swallow their own tongue, right? Like, you hope right. that they just make it through four quarters and don't look, you know, don't don't set football back 25 years. I mean, this kid came out slinging, came out firing. Like, he looked better than C.J. Beathard, who, you know, that was Shanahan's sort of guy behind the guy. Like, that was Shanahan's new cousins, right? Like, he drafted Beathard to be a Cousins, and then he traded for Garoppolo, and Garoppolo would be the RG3. And then Garoppolo gets hurt, and then Beathard gets hurt, and now he's forced to go to this kid. And he looks better than all of them combined. I I don't want to go too crazy about it because they're playing the Raiders, which is, I mean, it's like playing a CFL team at this point. But... <laughs> 
it happened, right? And it, it counts in the standings, and it looked real to me. And I just saw the way this kid was commanding the field and looking downfield and throwing people open and playing fearless football. And you look at some of the dudes who play for teams on a regular basis in the NFL, you know, and, and this kid obviously had to play because somebody had to play. I'm beyond impressed. I mean, are you kidding me? They, they put up 30-plus points. It, nope. It's hard to figure, right? Like, this league is just plain hard to figure sometimes. Yeah, just a, an amazing run here for him and Kittle, and we saw Mostert playing well before the forearm injury goes down. Uh, hoping the best for him. But on the other side, the Oakland Raiders. Oof. Right? You had week seven by week eight, Andrew Luck and mm-hmm. the resurgence gets him, and then you come in here in, in a presumptive, you know, winnable game that perhaps yeah. you, this is the Gruden. Do you put Derek Carr in bubble wrap now so he's ready for the trade block? <laughs> Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. Um, yeah, I don't think this is a long-term marriage. And, you know, I reported on the NFL today th- two or three weeks ago that there was a tremendous amount of chatter in NFL circles that Gruden's last trade of this teardown cycle would be Derek Carr. And he might be able to get a one and a two. Maybe he gets two ones. But either way, he might as well go ahead and do that because – they're now so far removed from playing competitive football that what's the point of having a quarterback making $19 million a year? You know, like, what, 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 because you obviously can't win a single bleeping game with him, right? And you're probably not going to win that many bleeping games with him next year. And then he's two years older, and then all the guaranteed money's gone. And then you're, you might just be peddling him off because you're, you're drafting Herbert or – you know, you're training for somebody else or there's some kid we've never even heard of at some school we've never even heard of that a year from now looks like the greatest thing in the history of the NFL. You know, so, yeah, there there's going to be tremendous change going on in Oakland above and beyond what we've already seen. And we've ever, we've obviously already seen a, a lot of uh, a lot of change and a significant shakeup already. But I think it's the tip of the iceberg. I mean, they're they're a disaster. I mean, how many games are they going to win between now and January? I mean, one more, two more. It, it, it's a debacle. Well, you wait until guys like Nick Bose and Herbert say they're staying in school. You're going to get a big rush of people saying, "No, one more year, I'm good. No, I, I'll come back for one more year. I'm going to wave the white flag. No, I don't want to. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to the bay." Yeah, well, and I say the Bay, but we don't. This is the crazy thing about the Raiders: we don't even know where the bleep they're playing next year. Right? Is it going to be at back at the OCO Coliseum? Is it going to be in San Diego? Is it going to be in San Antonio? Is it going to be in Reno? I mean, that's honestly the state of the Raiders. It's crazy. Now, so if you had a pie chart for the Raiders, that okay, what percentage of this is tanking? And what percentage of this is John Gruden mismanaging this team in his return? What would you say? What, what What's the bigger percentage? I mean, tanking, I don't know. I mean, I don't think John Gruden took the job saying the first most significant thing I'm ever going to do is trade Khalil Mack. I honestly don't think that's where he was coming from. But once Khalil Mack's agent said, this is what my player's worth, and Gruden was like, no way. Meanwhile, they could have signed him for less than than what it took 
Chicago to sign him, even though Chicago gave up two first-round picks to get him. But, like, that's sort of so out of the abyss that Gruden was. Like, once you make that move, now you're so far down this road of, like, we're not playing for today or we're not even really playing for tomorrow. We're playing for, like, five tomorrows ahead of tomorrow. That, you know, it just becomes a self-fulfilling cycle. I mean, but saying all that, and they obviously are a complete and abject failure right now. If they draft well, and that's a huge if, that's a huge if. But if they draft well, they can dominate the next two years. And then let's say they get two ones for Carr on top of the one for Cooper on top of the two ones for Mac. I've never seen anything like that in my life. You know what I mean? Right. You've got to go back to Jimmy Johnson and what he did when he got to Dallas to get, you know, in the Herschel Walker trade and all that stuff to get anywhere close to this kind of draft capital. Now, do I think they're going to maximize? As presently constructed, you would say probably not. But if they bring, bring in a few personnel guys and beef things up and take it to another level, you, you know, I don't know. But everybody in that division right now has to be thinking, how do we get past Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? And it's not going to be easy. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Four. That's at Jason Lock and Four, a CBS Sports NFL insider and author of the Dino Baber story coming to Amazon. One of these days. Later on this At month. least coming to Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> He'll be editing the Wikipedia page of Dino yeah. Babers. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, we'll talk guys. to you next week. See you, Jay. Be good. Always great stuff from him there. I mean, I mean, look, here's the thing about the Raiders is when you talk about when J- Jason Lock and Forrest said, you're not playing for tomorrow, you're playing for five tomorrows from now. It's trading Khalil Mack. It's not just we traded a great player. We traded a great player who was going to help us in our rebuild and getting back to where we're at. The fact that you just decided to tear it down and trade him tells you this is not ne- – at least with the Jets, they could say, okay, we drafted Sam Darnold. We're not playing for 2018. We're playing for 2019. The same thing with the Browns and Baker Mayfield, the Arizona Cardinals and Josh Rosen. Look, this year is going to be what it's going to be, but we're going to get our guys out there, have money in the offseason, and most fan bases are okay with that. We're getting what we need now, but this year is going to be, hey, enjoy the team, enjoy, you know, find your find your joy in how well they play and, and how well the quarterback is. But when the Raiders do that, you trade. That's like, no, yeah, we're not playing. This is not next year. This is whenever we get to – Vegas and 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 maybe there May, and maybe it's a year after we get to Vegas because maybe we're not spending any money till we get to no, Vegas. No, but that's it. It's a big long slow play because you look at that roster and and I think it was Jason last week that said they're looking at their roster up and down for trade evaluation. There's nobody to go get mm. with the exception of Carr. That there was the roster was gutted. You had Marshawn Lynch, Doug Martin were your running backs. Jalen Shar is a nice receiver. He's not a guy you're building around. There, there's no talent there. So you're going from the ground up. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Carmen. Got more NFL on the way. Oh, I hate to say we told you so about a certain topic in the NFL. It's a pretty big one, but uh, it's coming up next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. Coming up, you'll hear from Nick Mullins. we got John Gruden on the way as well as they meet the media following the 49ers dominating 34. 
You can't even say it with a straight face. Amazing that we watch the blowout of biblical proportions tonight. The way the Niners handled the Raiders by 31. Nick Mullins throwing his first NFL pass tonight. Who? Sang them a lullaby. 260 and three touchdowns. Rock-a-bye, baby. You know, he. All, we said earlier in the show he looks like Mitchell Trubisky, right? A little bit of Trubisky, a yeah. little bit of Rex Grossman. Yeah, he all bears quarterbacks like, of the past. Here's another guy he also looks like. He also looks like the guy who played the young Colonel Stryker in the X-Men movies. Okay, I can, get, I can give you that one. You know, the bad guy who played Stryker when he was a young guy? Sure. They, he kind of looks like him, too. See, I was also thinking he was a right-handed Tim Tebow. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he kind of so rolled excited. out of the pocket. Uh, he throw a little bit further than Tim no, Tebow. No, he does. He, he doesn't have uh, well those hulking biceps of Tebow don't get I'm in the very, way. Very here. excited about it. Uh, but we'll have more on the night that was because something Nick Mullins did during the game. I can't believe he did, and I don't think anybody's ever done it before in the history of the world. But we will get to that coming up in ten minutes. Meanwhile, tonight was also a night where Terrell Owens was honored. At halftime of the 49ers' victory and getting into this game, well, T.O. was stopped at LAX by TMZ and was asked many questions in the National Football League, but specifically, T.O. made headlines when he was asked about Eli Manning. Well, Odell can't perform because the quarterback is not performing, so they should basically replace the quarterback. If it was anybody else, he would have already been replaced, so... At this point, give someone else an opportunity. So basically, T.O. telling TMZ the Giants should sack Eli Manning. Well, he's just the latest guy to do that. I hate to say I told you so, but we kind of did months ago. You want to draft Saquon Barkley? Fine. You're still going to stink. Because the number one thing you need to do is when you're drafting that high is to draft a quarterback. And the Giants decided, no, no, no. We still think Eli's great. They were stupid. It's like they had no, I mean, really, I, can you trust any talent evaluation the Giants do when it's, oh, yeah, no, we, we believe in Eli Manning for another year? You're seeing how horrible that is right now. But here's my main thing, is that for everybody's, yeah, bench Eli, bench Eli, bench, you don't have anybody. The guy you would bench him for can't drive to practice without getting arrested for nearly running over cops because he wants to get on the wrong side of the freeway. Just yeah. got arrested. It's not like Kyle Lauletta is the long-term, the guy they groomed. No. That was Davis Webb, and they cut the guy before the season began. Yeah, you have a, a banjo guy and Alex Tanny there. And There's nobody. If Lauletta. they, if they That's had it. a guy there, if they had a guy. Okay, even if no, you had Gino, you might have given him another run. Uh, I'm, I'm not even kidding at this point, right? You broke his game streak, Eli Manning's game streak last year to give Geno Smith a start. And at the time, I was like, wow. All right, your team sucks. What are you doing? And now you look at it and go, Geno could have been a guy you'd actually take a, a longer look at. But but you didn't – how do you not have – this, again, tells you about, all oh, the Giants, do they know what they're doing? Yeah, they drafted Saquon Barkley. That's what the Giants did. Tell me anything that this Giants regime has done, taken over for Jerry Reese, in which you say, oh, because I'm sick of the whole, oh, the Giants do everything right now. No, they picked the guy no, there no, and no, they said hey, it's going to be great. Now, that's your Jets fan breaking through. I heard it. Oh, everything the Giants. Oh, no, hey, I'm Tides Tiger. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly but what it sounds like. the Giants blow things tremendously. And they blew the draft, and they also blew it by not having a guy ready to back up Eli Manning for when Eli lost the job was, you know what, this is a guy we've liked for a couple of years now. And they don't have, So now it's like, why would you bench Eli? Because it's not like any of these guys is going to be your long-term 
version. I know what's going to happen in the offseason. The Giants are going to step in it like they always do, and they're going to trade for a big quarterback, or they're going to get a guy early in the draft. Everybody's going to go, see? Look how it worked out. We got Barkley last year. We got our quarterback this year, and now we're going to be great again, because that's how it works out for the Giants. While the Jets are firing Todd Bowles, and it's, oh, this team is now a mess. I re- I, I get that that's what's going to They're happen. still going to need three or four guys to keep whomever that quarterback is upright. Right? Evan Ingram coming back? Great. Odell Beckham Jr., fantastic. Saquon Barkley, a much better receiver out of the backfield than I think anybody anticipated. You know what, though? They still can't run the football because that offensive line is trash. Yeah, I mean, So until you fix that, and look, when they didn't draft he's trash. Darnold or one of the quarterbacks this past year, they put a lot of money in the offensive line thinking that was going to fix it. No. And all it is is still a big turnstile. And Eli, no matter what you thought, is has been awful. He'd been awful. Like, you thought he'd at least be serviceable with all those options at his disposal, but he regressed so fast he jumped off a cliff. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. Phone number 877-99 on Fox. Coming up next, Chucky Speaks. Are people still dying to play for the Raiders after this abomination tonight? Find out next. Spider 2 White Banana. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend. Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More information, visit geico.com. And, of course, the Best of Podcast goes up right after our show is over on iTunes. Google Play, foxsportsradio.com. Use the iHeartRadio app. iTunes, Google Play, foxsportsradio.com, the iHeartRadio app. Rate us. Listen whatever you want to. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever, and ever, and ever. So, with the 49ers' victory over the Raiders tonight, 34-3 is the final. The only highlight you really need to hear, well, is this one. Mullins under center, play action to Moster, rolling left, throws it out of the flat, he's got Kittle, touchdown 49ers! And that drive is all stone-cold Kittle. Ted Robinson, 49ers Radio Network, on the call. Nick Mullins, who never threw an NFL pass before tonight. 16 out of 22 for 262 and three touchdowns. Nearly had a perfect quarterback rating as the Raiders just don't show up, are non-competitive, and we'll get to John Gruden in a couple of seconds. But for everything that Nick Mullins did tonight, here's the most shocking thing, because I don't know how this happened. In the middle of the game tonight, Nick Mullins got verified on Twitter. Went from no check mark to here's your blue check mark. You know, I've been spouting brilliance across the airwaves of a national radio show going on many years here, uh, and we're global. Yeah, and, and there's no blue check mark next to me. Why? That's I know. Nick what Mullins beat up a, a bunch of. Um, I don't even know what to say. No, I know. No, I know what I know. I don't have your blue check. Why mark. is that, buddy? Because the person in charge of it probably asked for fantasy advice once. And it didn't work out for him. So now screw it. I'm not giving Harmon that check. Okay, mark. well that's fine. That's probably what it is. If that's what's going to cost me the blue check mark, that's okay. I, I think that's what I think. That's what it must I, be. Really, you know, the old hey, trust guys with blue check mark. <laughs> that's a really bad way to go about your life. But how there's you, a lot of bad things and bad information passed around. Yeah, so. how many times have you done us in on movie takes, Jason? Stop, go see I, this movie, and then it's the worst one ever. No, made. I, no, no, no. Listen, you may your not, blue check mark should be in question. You may not like my sports takes, and that's okay. But I will never steer you wrong on food. Did you pay Twitter off in hats? Movies or TV? No, you know, you know how I got verified? It was for like I couldn't get verified at ESPN. I knew it was a mistake. Right? <laughs> I couldn't get verified at ESPN. 
And when I was there for a few years and I was like, I, I just, I don't know how. And, you know, the whole thing, Twitter says, you know, get to us. Don't worry, we'll get to you. Let us know if you want to be verified, all this. And I couldn't get anybody at ESPN to verify me, right? They wouldn't do it for me, which is, is ESPN. You didn't tell them you knew Boomer? Yeah, hey, listen, I, I know Chris Berm. Uh, TJ, get the verification. What is Twitter? I got this jersey from Marcellus Wiley. I don't know what Twitter is. I like how when Berman joined Twitter, the first tweet was, ESPN told me to try Twitter. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, you know what? Why don't you try Twitter? <laughs> if this doesn't work out, it's not It's not my fault. It's their fault if I'm not, you know, if, if people don't follow me on Twitter. I, I, I just can't. But I know people like that. I, there's people who are in very highly publicized positions right now across the board that were afraid and are still afraid of getting on Twitter because they're worried their numbers won't be as high, they won't be as popular. That was a big case for a long time, but now people have figured out how to buy listener, buy uh, followers and, and, and enlist media companies. They can spend money to get them followers and everything, but that was a big deal. For a while, before hey, companies could do that for you. It was oh, I I don't I don't know, man. If I get on Twitter and nobody follows me, that's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Yeah, I've kind of hit the uh, you're either in or you're out. Follow or don't. Yeah, my takes seem to find their way across uh, the sports radio and column writing landscapes anyway, as do most things we say here on the show. So I'm just fine with it. But I I just because I couldn't get ESPN because look ESPN as I've told you before. If you're one of the 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 golden boys, sure, the or, chosen or women, ones, they'll do anything for you. If you're not, then you're, it's just you're lucky to work there, and that's kind of how it's been. And sometimes it changes just by who your boss is. And I thought I was on that path when they hired me, and then when I wasn't, it was now I'm not on that path. Did you I get got, one of those cool black cards else. that allow you to go into you know Disneyland and stuff? No, no, no. But you know, but you know, no, you know, no. For a second, you know, what pissed me off <laughs> is I've worked for years now, right? And and. And I, I've, I've worked. I went WWE troll slash heel slash oh, no, whatever is, right there. Go, this is not Let's going go. You think it's gonna go? I've worked for a long time. And who gets the application for the the black card American Express in my house? My wife. I said, how do I not get it? She goes, I don't know. Oh yeah, but I. How do I not get it? I mean, you spend a lot of money on hats. I said, I. I That's because she wears the khakis in your I, house. Mm, well, she does wear khakis, and sa- except Saturdays, I have to wear the khakis. Then that that's that's a whole thing. It's very different. You guys, that's for other reasons. Share, you guys say. share khakis. Yeah, come to our house at four thirty oh, on a Saturday, especially this year. Oh boy, you'd, you'd see. I'll show you something. But so with Syracuse, real quick at nineteen, <laughs> do you turn Michigan off? How does this work now? Uh, or do you I, have to go to a bar? No, no, no. I get one of the. Well, there's the TV in our living room, and then the TV in the bedroom. And for years, it was always I got the TV in the bedroom when they were on both times because Michigan was better. But this year. I've gotten the TV in the living room, but now Michigan's Frank. But they're Fox. playing in prime time, and yeah. Syracuse still playing morning games. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's easy here so, on the West Coast. Syracuse right? is still hey ACC Network at nine nah, o'clock. Nine o'clock. Seven, oh, we'll be on that it. night game though against uh, Notre Dame coming up in a couple. I of got days. a big night game against Notre Dame coming up this weekend. So I get back and forth now, where I used to be just in the bedroom, but now I get back and forth between the the, the TV. And the oh, but room. if you're getting left alone and you got a bed yeah. to fall asleep on, it's okay. Things yeah, just, go you awry. and Dino Babers. Yeah, it's, I, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I'm a, hit the music. <laughs> Sometimes I have to watch what I yell. Because Pam will just yell, Zoe's in the room. Okay, sorry. What, you don't sorry. think she's heard it from one of you at some point? <laughs> oh, usually her mother, yeah. I was going to yeah, say, I, I, I have some thoughts. <laughs> but no, but to get verified on Twitter, like, you know, ESPN wouldn't do it. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, they wouldn't do it for me. I've never like, asked anybody. Be kidding. I submitted and, it once. So, it came back and nothing happened. And I said, just right, the middle finger. Beat yeah. it. <laughs> emoji. You got the middle finger yeah. emoji. 
So I when I went to NFL and I wasn't verified, and I'm like, how do I get verified? And NFL, the one of the people said to me in social media, I said, you're not verified? I said, no, he goes, all right, I'll, I'll take care of it for you. I'm like, oh, okay. Two days later, I was verified. I'm like, whoa, I had a blue check mark. That's pretty cool. It's like, so was it that easy? I mean, two days and I got verified. And on you've Twitter? been walking around like you're a big shot ever since. I feel pretty cool with that. How about that? I mean, some, some people tell us they know the days, time. Clipper Darrell. When he would come in here, told yep. us he, he remembers the exact day that he got verified on Twitter. It's a, it's, for you know, people, it's a very big thing. Clipper Daryl's verified. <laughs> He's verified. He's Clipper Daryl. Come on, it's Clipper Daryl. But that, I mean, but how do you get verified during a game? I don't, you know, he wasn't tweeting during a game. And he only hasn't like, tweeted since September 28th. No, Nick, it was a retweet of a Brett a Favre, Brett Favre tweet. tweet. Exactly. And yet Nick Mullins got verified on Twitter tonight. I, I don't understand That's how all right. that happens during a game. You go through and you absolutely obliterate the Oakland Raiders and you are a trending topic. He just gained 15,000 followers yeah. in the last half hour. That's it. 15,000 followers. Yeah, I think it's time for another purge. Wow. <laughs> you mean a Twitter purge yeah. or are you yeah, just talking purge. about all right, I thought you were going dark. He had 7,000 followers. <laughs> I remember he had 7,000 yeah. followers. I went to his Twitter. You know, what does he tweet? Does he tweet anything? You know, funny or anything. It's always got seven thousand. He's got twenty thousand. Kind of a boss. All he did was beat the Raiders. I mean, come on, man, really? But in prime time, Anybody isolated the game. Nah, but except the, the Jets, it's the Raiders. You go out and dominate if, the Raiders. You allow fantasy owners who started George Kittle to feel good about themselves as he's sprinting for daylight. Look that chunk yardage. This was a, a game of. Give up. Ah, oh, they got past me. Ah, forget it. <laughs> what did Lock and Fora tell us last hour? Uh, you know, beating the Raiders is like beating a CFL team. That's it. That's, That's it where was. they're at. So I don't know how you get verified on Twitter during a game when you're not doing anything, but congratulations to Nick Mullen. He wasn't do- not doing something. He was dominating. Meanwhile, John Gruden, how did he sound following the latest Raiders defeat? Remember, he started today by telling Howie Long on my phone, I got a cell phone just like you. And there are people who call me, say they're dying to come play for the Raiders. Well, after not showing up and being non-competitive against a one-win 49er team, playing against a quarterback who had not thrown an NFL pass until tonight, here's Chucky. Like I said, I, I think we took the opening kickoff, went right down the field. I think we were ready to go. I'm not going to make excuses about the injuries on the line, but those are very difficult to overcome, the kinds that we had tonight. Uh... But defensively, we've got to find a way to start games better. Uh, we've got to eliminate the big plays, stop the run somehow. We've got to stop the bleeding defensively, and uh, we're going to continue to take a look at it. But um, wasn't good enough tonight. I'm not going to get into all that tonight. Uh, obviously, we hope to get Vanderdoes and and Ellis back to help us inside. Um, we'll take a look at it, but. Um, we just got to play better. We got to play a lot better than we are right now. I see players after every game we play that, you know, want to be Raiders. That's been the case um, my whole life. And, and, and I, I think uh, the brand of the Raiders is, is an exciting one. And I think a lot of players, no doubt, do want to play for, for us in the future, and uh, I'm not going to speculate any further than that. Are those top-end players? Or? No, I'm not going to get into who who calls me and who texts me. I've made a lot of friends in this business <laughs> over the years. Do you think when you say that you're somehow telling your current players that they're not good? No, I'm just trying to get people excited about the, the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders, um, 
is a, is a great organization. I know it's not looking pretty right now, but I've heard a lot of negativity, you know, over the last six or seven months, and rightfully so. But um, we're going to build a championship football team here, and I know a lot of people um, as players, as fans, and, um, you know, just in general want to be a part of this. If you're going to salvage anything for this season going on the rest of the way where, where does it start what do you have to get better at? well obviously we've got to take a good look at uh uh health of our football team you know we got to get some guys on the offensive line that are healthy that um you know can can do the things that we need to do to allow our offense to function and do some of the things that we want to be good at uh that that'll be something we look at here over the weekend uh secondly we've got to find a way to stop the run We've got to continue to develop our young players, and um, that's something that, that we're going to continue to do. Oh, that's the best. I'm not going to go into which guys are calling me. I got friends in the league, and I'm just trying to get people excited about the Raiders. I got just a lot. My he, phone is ringing. Someone should have just been calling him right there. Look at it. I got a phone call right now. <laughs> Look at it. It's two. It says, which one should I pick up? Which one? You guys want me to pick up one or two? Uh, it says on that phone, it says James Jett. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. He could come play for us. He can run those deep patterns pretty well. I mean, that's just so awesome. I got guys come not. There's guys. I'm trying. I like how he said, I'm just trying to create interest in the Raiders. So basically, not saying people are calling me, just saying, I'm saying this so I can create interest in the Raiders. I'm a, it's all media fabrication. Let's create a market when there's not one. That's what we're going to do. He said, get me some buzz. We need some oh, branding that's, work. That, that in- interview was too good to stop with there. We got more on that. And I feel like I want to talk like Gruden for the rest of the night. We got more of this coming up next right here. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And before we get back into John Gruden, having a lot of fun with him tonight. Trust me, everybody wants to be a Raider. Everybody does. I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just too delicious to not keep going with that. But uh, sad news out of the NFL. Dr. Z passed away today. Yeah, The age of 86, Paul Zimmerman, longtime Sports Illustrated NFL writer. Nickname was Dr. Z because of the way he analytically approached things. Uh, 86 years old. He wrote for Sports Illustrated for the longest time. And I'll tell you what, when, when I think of Dr. Z, I always remember growing up and you get the Sports Illustrated football preview issue, right? You get the college football preview issue, then you get the NFL preview issue. And it always was, who's Dr. Z picking to go to the Super Bowl? That was always a really big thing. I remember sure. going, who does Dr. Z pick? Oh, the Giants and the Chargers or the Bears and the Dolphins. And it, that was like a big deal. Like if you were picked to go to the Super Bowl, wow, this is this is awesome. I mean, that was always the that was the guy I looked forward to the most seeing what he predicted was Dr. Z growing up because that, that was it. Because he covered the Jets for a long time too. Right. But, you know, went to Sports Illustrated and became look, Peter King is talking a lot about him tonight on social media. And but when he, his pick at like whatever reason it carried more weight than others did. No, but the but it was back when you didn't get nine hundred thousand predictions. Yeah. Right? It was Sports Illustrated was the top of the mountain in terms of getting your coverage, and you'd wait for the issue to pop up, or you'd buy whatever the special issue was at the newsstand, and and that was it. You, you'd you have this voice, and look, a, a lot of folks with, with Dr. Z, he, he had an opinion. If you wanted to argue with him, it was going to become a pretty good argument. I remember some of the audio back in the day uh, of him, but 
certainly Sports Illustrated had that mantle, right? That place on the on the pedestal from everybody. And, and Doctor Z was was the king uh, at least then. And you talk about Peter King, and and he's kept his you know, after his stroke and everything that he'd talk and give updates of his status and, and, you know, update his readers and listeners of what was going on. And so I know I uh, hits hard, uh, certainly in football circles today. Again, Dr. Z 86. And uh, again, Peter King is doing a lot of uh, stuff talking about him tonight on social media. Uh, meanwhile, tonight in the NFL, two teams not going to the Super Bowl, not close unless they're going to attend. They the suck. Niners and the Raiders, a game that you thought, okay, well, this is a game the Raiders are going to win because the Niners stink. They're playing a quarterback who has never thrown an NFL pass tonight in Nick Mullins. And what happens, of course, as Chris Berman would say, TJ, that's why they play the games. That would be his lead in if he was you know, on TV tonight doing this game. That would be the two-minute drill, which is always like four or five minutes. That would be the lead of the two-minute drill. And... The Oakland Raiders are primed to break out. The Niners are down to their third quarterback of the season. He hasn't thrown a pass all year long. Gruden's been under fire. This is a very big week. The Raiders on Thursday night football ready to make a statement. But that's why they play the games. Let's go to the highlights. And that's exactly what he would say. That's pretty good. That's how it would go. That's not bad. It's I like kinda, he'd written something for him. The thing, the thing is, is that I'm kind of a little bit there because I'm in such a Gruden mode tonight. I feel like I'm sounding like Gruden and Berman. You're kind of a mix between. It. You're you're kind of drifting back and, and forth the there. Spider two, why banana, TJ? That's something that we got to get going here if we're gonna get to the Super Bowl. But it's funny the build up to this game, right? Obviously, when you look at record, throw the records out. It's a rivalry game in the Bay Area, and John Gruden is now. Like, that attempt to sell failed miserably. Well, no, they should say throw the records out because if you look at the records, they go, oh, it's, you know, one and it's yeah, two yeah, and five. Yeah, it's, no. I don't watch in that game. No, but just saying, hey, six. it's a rivalry game. This is important. Like, that was all the speaking points from all on both sides, the legends of both teams going, oh, you know, when these two teams. And you did have some fights in the stands as this one got away in the third and fourth quarter. The real way to promote this should just be, hey, it's National Football League is on television tonight. That's it. That's it. Here's the line. Here's the over-under and move on. But think about it. You couldn't even say, oh, people in fantasy are watching because, honestly, how many people were you playing in this game? You were starting Kittle. Probably we're starting. You kills, may yes. have as a third taken a flyer on Goodwin. That's that's tough. You got okay. five teams, six but, teams on bye. Yes, it is. It is, it is a heavy. You bye got week. six You're teams right. on okay. bye. Okay. So okay. I mean, it's that's a bye week. Okay. And, uh, maybe you took a flyer on Oakland's defense, oh, or boy. or oh, conversely, the 49er defense. <laughs> I know some people played them. Uh, okay. Just based on how badly Ooh. the Raiders have played. Uh, all right, happy. And, all right, and the offensive week. line was banged right. up coming in, right? You okay. had guys coming back, but they didn't finish the job. So perhaps there. Um, and then yeah, but this as, is a lot of perhaps but, and maybe. No, and, and then you get no, and, and then you get into what has been uh, the fantasy hot button topic of the week. Oh uh, yeah, who, the who, thing who, that everybody got it. Who yelled about the 49ers first? <laughs> It's the most embarrassing thing I think I've seen in recent memory, and we'll leave it at that. And when it gets but, loudly, it gets loud indeed. And, and we'll leave it at that. But, <laughs> yes, you probably would have played Rita and Mostert, depending on, uh, again, depth. Yeah, no, it, again, you're right. Depth. The bye weeks, you're right. And, and the running back position has been a cesspool anyway. 
Yeah, but still, because you might. But strange bedfellows no, in week no, nine. No, but here's why. Here's where. But here's where it comes down: is that yes, six teams on a bye, and I get that you're going to play. But to play these guys on a Thursday night. It ta- I don't oh, care no, it was no confidence. Other than owner. Kittle, no, there was no you're confidence not in any of anybody. You're playing anybody here on a Thursday night where you're like, oh, I'm playing on a Thursday. No, 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 no. no. You could play these guys on a Sunday. No, George Kittle was. no way I want to look at a zero, you know, next to my name, you know, next to that player for the next No, George Kittle was the only lockstep starter oh, on this, uh, was... in this game. Everybody else was a, all right, how desperate am I? It's uh, like last night, Halloween night, as people got towards closing time. How desperate am I? That was the battle cry amongst many people i'm sure so while the raiders really didn't come through for you <laughs> they uh, didn't if you somehow <laughs> i really want to know if nick mullins was started in any fantasy there were leagues. there were there's really? been some photographic evidence of screenshots in 14 team leagues two touchdown <laughs> in 38 team uh, well leagues. <laughs> in two quarterback leagues again six teams on by and look at how many situations you don't trust i'm in a six quarterback league uh who do i go there is my that quarterback this week do i go nick mullins maybe or, or dollar uh daily fantasy right not a lot of high stakes oh I but maybe fantasy. you took a shot yeah, no, there. I mean, no i mean but in I mean, reg but in regular sure two quarterback leagues are in oh, deeper deeper leagues. really oh i, I really in a t- I was regretting. I thought about it earlier today. If you're in look, a- I'm in a team. I'm in a league where things have gone to hell for me. Right? I right the the league we're doing with Fabiano. Right? It's two quarterback yeah. league. Yeah. One of my guys got hurt. Another one was a late round draft pick and flyer on Jameis Winston. That ain't working out so well. And then obviously Eli Manning. I waited on quarterbacks, so mm. I've Stafford. I've got a really good rest of my lineup. Yeah. Including James Conner. I drafted well everywhere else. And I took the flyer on the quarterbacks. And now the quarterbacks are all jumping up to bite me. Especially Matt Patricia yelling at the reporter for slouching. Mm-hmm. And you traded Golden Tate <laughs> away. You you made him go away. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but the thing, I don't know if you're in a Bay Area only fantasy league if you were still playing Nick Mullins tonight. You might say, nah, I don't know. I, I think Bethard comes off the bench. I might go with him. I mean, really, I mean, I. I I mean, I got to see what kind of photographic evidence is. Just because people say it's happening, go and start, but is it really you, you, happening? You can go and Google it on your machine. But is it really happening? It really happened. I can Google it on the machine. There might be like two guys. That's enough. <laughs> so John Gruden really started the theme of the day in the National Football League when it comes to the Oakland Raiders. And as abysmally as they played tonight against the San Francisco 49ers. Today started with John Gruden doing an interview with former Raider legend Howie Long in which he wanted to make sure everybody knew, as bad as things are for the Raiders, it doesn't mean anybody doesn't want to come here. I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else, and I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come and play here. I'm just telling you, they're dying to play for the Raiders. And uh, to have salary cap space and to have a chance to talk to the people that you really want to wear the silver and black, the guys you really want, to wear the silver and black and represent this team, that's exciting. All right, a couple of things. Just one, we made fun with this a little bit, but can he, I mean, I'm asking a serious question. Can he say this he about shouldn't. players in the no, NFL? He I mean, is that is that tampering? Look, I mean, can if J.R. Smith can players? get fined for saying, I hate it here, I want to be traded, then John Gruden should be able to be fined a very large amount of money for saying, hey, I'm, I'm fielding calls from guys that are under contract for other teams. I mean, because this is a this is a that's a really big deal. Hey, people, because in the in the post game, and you're going to hear it in a couple of minutes. 
He was asked about what players are calling. He was calling you, but he started the day with, I got a phone. People are calling me all the time. You know, I was playing Snake today on this phone because it's a Nokia. It's the newest one. And I was playing Snake, and I got a text from Charles Woodson that said, hey, I really still want to come play and get that NFL paycheck. I mean, I pulled out the antenna to make sure that I could get that text in, and I got it. Now, as a, as a Raider legend, our, our teammate at, at Fox, Howie Long, you know, ex-Raider, uh, is, is John Gruden trying to sell him? on the greatness of the Raiders here. Is, is that part of it? Oh, you see what we're doing here, right? You see this, don't you? It's, it's great. I got people. It's like, really, really? It's, it's not just you guys that were legends and, and went to Super Bowls all those years ago. We're, we're going to get there, and we're going to rebuild this. It's, it's, he's a sales and marketing guy now. As opposed to an executive. That's what you have to be. But as opposed to an executive and head coach. When the product stinks, you have to figure out a way to market sell, it. Sell, sell, sell. I'm we, trying to get people excited over here. This product stinks. What do we do? We what don't do we even do? have a field in 2019. Hey, listen, forget about new Coke. How about new and improved new Coke? Yeah, it's going to blow that one by. I mean, really. I mean, that's what he is. But look, this is where this storyline continued in the post game which it was even better when he was asked questions in the postgame about his statement from today saying, yeah, people are dying to call him to come play for the Raiders. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. In one minute, what did he have to say after the game about people calling him all the time? But first, it's Deb Carson with What's Trending, D.C. Hey, well, we're going to start on the winning side. Niners with a 34-3 win over the Raiders. Just the second win of the season for San Francisco. And the big story, the NFL debut of Niners quarterback Nick Mullins, who uh, threw for 262 yards and three touchdowns. What did he do once he found out he was going to be starting? You know, my preparation stayed pretty consistent. Just studied the plan. Always going to be ready when my name was called. And uh, it was called, and so I just tried to do the best that I could. And uh, the team did the best that we could. Played great, sound football, three phases of the game. And his 151.9 pass rating is the best by a quarterback in his first start since the merger in 1970. Bad news for his teammate, though, Raheem Mostert, who had just scored on a 52-yard touchdown run in the third quarter, left the game with a gruesome arm injury. Multiple reports say it is indeed a broken forearm, as most of us suspected. Meanwhile, had an early NHL game in Finland. Patrick Laine playing in his home country had a hat trick to lift the Jets to a 4-2 win over the Panthers. Thursday's Discover card key matchup featured the Nashville Predators with a 4-1 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Speaking of matchups, if you become a new card member, the Discover card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Still have one NBA game currently underway. Trailblazers with a 102-97 lead over the Pelicans. Five seconds to go in the third quarter there. And in Major League Baseball news, by 4 Eastern on Friday afternoon, we should know whether Clayton Kershaw will be opting in or opting out. That is what the Dodgers and Kershaw's sides agreed on. Still has two years, $65 million left on his deal. Uh, Dodgers did agree to a one-year deal with infielder David Freeze, guys. Thank you, DC. You bet. So that'll be a big day, decision day for Clayton Kershaw tomorrow. The fact that they pushed the deadline 
makes me think they are talking, and this could be something that's worked out. We'll see. Well, we know Manny Machado's not coming back. No, that's not. He wrote his uh, post and said, "Beat it." David Freeze will be back. <laughs> so the component parts of this Dodgers two-time World Series team, uh, we're starting to see a little bit of shuffling, and we'll find out tomorrow officially what the Dodgers and Kershaw agree to or whether he decides he wants to pursue greener pastures. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. All right, so you heard from John Gruden before the game today saying people are calling him saying, I'm dying to come play for the Raiders. Absolutely. Maybe it was people who were actually dying and they go, I, I could come play for the Raiders, uh, you know, just as, as a last wish kind of thing. Uh, but, of course, that became a topic of conversation tonight following the game with the Raiders losing 34-3. Are people still calling you, John, about going to the Raiders? You told Howie Long that there were players texting you. I see players after every game we play that, you know, want to be Raiders. That's been the case um, my whole life. And, and, and I, I think uh, the brand of the Raiders is is an exciting one. And I think a lot of players, no doubt, do want to play for, for us in the future. And uh, I'm not going to speculate any further than that. Are those top-end players? Or? No, I'm not going to get into who, who calls me and who texts me. I've made a lot of friends in this business over the years. Do you think when you say that, you're somehow telling your current players that they're not good? No, I'm just trying to get people excited about the, the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders um, is, a, is a great organization. I know it's not looking pretty right now, but I've heard a lot of negativity, you know, over the last six or seven months, and rightfully so. But um, we're going to build a championship football team here, and I know a lot of people um, as players, as fans, and, um, you know, just in general want to be a part of this. You're going to salvage anything for this season going on the rest of the way. Where, where does it start? What do you have to get better at? Well, obviously, we've got to take a good look at the uh, uh, health of our football team. You know, we got to get some guys on the offensive line that are healthy that, um, you know, can, can do the things that we need to do to allow our offense to function and do some of the things that we want to be good at. Uh, that, that'll be something we look at here over the weekend. Uh, secondly, we've got to find a way to stop the run. We've got to continue to develop our young players, and um, that's something that, that we're going to continue to do. I see players after every game who tell me they want to be Raiders. Yep, that's tampering. I'm pretty sure that's tampering. I don't think you have to name names. I think you just have to that's go players. up to, go up to players the after, that means That means players from the Rams, Broncos, Dolphins, Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, Colts, and 49ers. All those players from those teams have said, yeah, we want to be Raiders. Yeah, it's kind of tampering. I mean, and I look, for a second, do I believe it? No. There's nobody telling, boy, I'd love to come play. Unless it's somebody at the end of their contract going, boy, no one else is going to sign. But, you know, the Raiders like to give people the money at the end no, of their contracts. But, I'm going to go. No, but I think that's saying, it. They're I saying, I want to come play Anybody for the that's looking at that is seeing that there's a giant pile of cash oh. there that's for the, for the having because they've got draft picks and that's all fine and good. But you've got a number of these veteran players, a couple of those linemen are probably out the door, and so that clears up even more money. So the opportunity is there to go cash a big paycheck uh, and put your name on the back of a Raiders jersey. I don't believe it. I think he's making it up, and I think he's doing exactly what he said. I'm looking to get people excited about playing for the Raiders. And what can I do? I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah, people tell me all the time. Anybody? Yeah, It's like the people in on Twitter 
who you know m- like make a move job wise like people in in the media like people in the media do this all the time uh and say hey a lot of you have been asking i want to let you know yes uh, you know i'm 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 now uh doing sports here at WXYX and I'm here to, and I'm like no I've, I've I've gone through your Twitter mentions no one's asked you that no no one's asked, no one's asked you hey where are you what are you doing no no, no one's done that no one's not, don't I'm say people are asking I, I don't no one's I, asking. I don't look to see whether anybody's no, asking just once in a while I go really let me see who's asking well no, you no have a lot you. of time with no. the Knicks around no us <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's already given up on the Jets. We've discussed that the last couple of weeks. Oh, we're he's gonna, trash. We're going to lose the, the Knicks or the Knicks. Sam, 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 Sam. He's trash. We're going to lose the Broncos. Stop. Syracuse is ranked in football and basketball. How many other schools are that? I think one. Boom. I think the players are making more than Bayheim. Doesn't matter. We take care of everybody, Frostburg. You got to take care of your own, Justin. I mean, you know that. You don't walk in and walk out going, ah, I'm not getting meals or cars or anything now. Come on. Buddy Bayheim or. Hey, Buddy Bayheim hitting some threes. No, how much is he getting? Uh, well, no, he just he li- he lives at home. No, no, no. How, mu- how much uh, does fine. Jim Beheim get extra? Uh, oh, oh, how much does Jim get extra? Oh, that. That's well, no, no, no. Related yeah. to to Buddy's. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. It, well, you know, it depends how much he plays. You're actually done. <laughs> but yes, for for John Gruden, some I don't believe it. Some I think more just he's nonsensical. just trying to make things. Out. He's like a politician who I feel like I'm just going to say stuff, even though there's evidence to the contrary. But if I say it, I'm going to get enough of. People who like me to believe it. You well, know, but at oh, least for the next play the red. Yeah, John Gruden says it. No, no. Uh, are people actually saying that, or is it is he just said that's happening? No, but that's it. He's saying that. We're talking about it. This will become the biggest story tomorrow, and it'll overshadow what Mullins did. We'll talk about him in a moment and hear from him in a moment. But it'll it'll also deflect from the fact that this team is such a train wreck because it's what kind of crazy thing is John Gruden saying next? So in that regard. He's playing it brilliantly. Make it all about himself so you deflect from how miserable an effort they put forth on this Thursday night game. 877-99 on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We got more on Gruden coming up, but straight ahead. Nick Mullins is the man of the night. His first NFL start, three touchdowns, a near-perfect passer rating. Who, Who is... Nick Mullins, I'm glad you asked, Chris Myers, because we're going to play the Nick Mullins game. Yeah! Figure out everything about the new NFL star. It's next on Fox. And I get a lot of phone calls. from. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Wake Up Houston. I'm your host, Jason Smith. And I'm Jumpin' Knucklehead Billy. Hey, what's the weather like today, Jumpin' Knucklehead Billy? Gonna be 95 everywhere. It's hot. Really hot. We got sun. It's hot. Sun, sun, sun. Everybody get those knees up because you can't leave them on the pavement. It's too hot. Uh, it's the music way it hit. I feel like we were on a morning like show that? somewhere. It was either yeah. that or we were supposed to be I doing like cardio. That. All right, count it down. Eh. Five. Eight, and four, stretch. Nine, ten. And up Three, dog. Down dog. Two. Up dog. Flex. Don't forget to clench at the top. Two. Activate those glutes. Activate your glutes. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Carmen, Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. <laughs> 
<laughs> Makes you want to go dancing. It after does, the show. doesn't it? Hey, well, let's get it on. I'm in a good mood now. It's got a funky beat, and I can bug out to well, it. Well, I got four hours of laughing at the Raiders and the insanity that is John Gruden. I mean, that is. And I got a good funky beat behind it. That is what made it a great night for everybody. You get to laugh at the Raiders. Because you remember how much fun it used to be to laugh at the Raiders, and it was kind of <laughs> tough to do that for a while. Well, oh, it, now you can do it again. Well, it became a. Well, we're at year nine of it. Yeah. So you felt bad that you were continuing to beat them while they were down. Like, look, you're a Jets fan. I mean, mm. you've had mostly that. Yeah. I'm a Bears fan. I haven't had many up years. No. Man, I'm still trading on something that happened. You're still trading on 85. <laughs> I'm trading on 69. Oh, Gronk is going to say. Yeah, he's trading on he's 69. Nuts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, laughing at the Raiders is like one of the most fun things to do. And now we can do it there again. Are fights in the stands again, though. Every people are calling me all the time. They want to come play. For Everybody me. wants to come be part of this. All right. So meanwhile, they might want to wear the gear. <laughs> Send them a sweatshirt. Oh, it doesn't matter how bad they are. People still wear the gear. People still wear the gear. Uh, Nick Mullins is the star of the night tonight. Legend, Who? the NFL hero debut. of the day. Two hundred and sixty-two yards, three touchdowns, a quarterback passer rating of one fifty-one point nine. In the 49ers blowout, 34-3 win over the Raiders. Mullins under center, play action to Mostert, rolling left, throws it out of the flat, he's got Kittle, touchdown 49ers! And that drive is all stone cold Kittle. Yeah, that 83 rookie of the year is still pretty good, TJ. Uh, so that was the night for Nick Mullins, but really nobody knows who this guy is. We know he went to Southern Mississippi. He's in his first year. was on the practice squad last year. Mm-hmm. Made his debut tonight through his first NFL pass. But who is he? I have some true-false questions about Nick Mullins. We're going to play and see if we can learn more about who he is. Fantastic. Let's get to the man behind this legendary game. Alex Tyshirt has his mail-it-in Nick Mullins you music. You stop but that's that. Okay. Uh, playing myself, Mike Harmon, Alex Tyshirt, and Justin Frostberg. Here we go. Nick Mullins once threw for 500 yards in a game in college. And over a mountain. True or false? <laughs> yes. The 500 defect, yards? Over 500 in a game in college. Hey, Eli's True done it once. True if Eli's done it once, then yes. Oh, True. yeah, it's college. Absolutely. Against Rice in 2015, he threw for 591 yards. Look at that. Hedwig had no answer Almost for on that six. night. six. Couldn't get the six, huh? Yeah. What a bum. (laughs) That's why he went undrafted. Nick Mullins grew up with college and NFL fatheads of Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow in his room. True or false? He grew up with college and NFL fatheads of Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow in his room. True or false? So that means he was buying fatheads in high school? I can believe that. Sure. Yeah, the Tebow's very believable. The Sanchez, not so much, but uh, he was good for two years. Hey, so White maybe, Pants yeah. Wednesday, he was, buddy. He was, good True. At, he was good at USC. Not a fan of Sanchez. That's false. That is false. Nah, he did not grow up with college. He didn't have NFL the butt fat fumble fathead? <laughs> Question. Were you in Nick Mullen's room to verify this? That is not true. It's another one where you you can't verify it. No, just but like Jason that dating stole his question mailbox. earlier. <laughs> Did not He's got his mailbox? No, 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 no. That is not true. I'm sorry you didn't get it right. That is not true. This is not like a teacher in school where, oh, but I said this because of this. Could I please get this answer right? No, I think I, can, yeah. I think I can no, argue my way into this. Uh, no. Everybody wins. No. No, you have to prove can't it. Can't do it. You, no, no, no. I don't have to disprove the negative. 
You have to prove that it no, didn't you have happen. To prove the positive. No, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, you have to prove. Yeah, you I came up with the game. Yeah. It's my rules. Well, but you. All right, you are a part of this game. You blew Nick it! Mullins has a relative who once played Major League Baseball. True or false? A relative who once played Major League. Close baseball. relative. A relative. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. A couple of marriages. Yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. All right, I didn't go for the win. I'm going to say false. His grandfather, Ernie Tabor, played for the Philadelphia Phillies. How about that? Back in the 50s. So, yes, he did. That's pretty good. Yeah, but you said the majors. Oh, they were good back then. The Wiz Kids? Come on, Constanti. That was, that was a good team, the Phillies. Nick Mullins went to one of John Gruden's quarterback camps when he was in high school. True or false? <laughs> now, Nick Mullins was a two-star recruit out of high school. No. He went to one that'd of John be, Gruden's quarterback camps when delicious. he was in high school. Did he get to do the film review? Hey, what did you see on this play? I didn't like what you saw here. Well, I'll get even with you in 2018. Yeah, good luck with that. I'll still be in the broadcast booth. Yes or no? There's no way in hell. There's no way. After watching tonight's game, there's no way he knew anything about that kid. No. (laughs) (laughs) They asked Gruden to Bob Mullins. He said, never, never, never heard of him. That's false. That's false. That didn't happen. Last one. Last one. In his best year in college, 2015, how many touchdown passes did Nick Mullins throw for? Southern Miss. Best year. How many touchdowns? 26. Oh, 38. Oh, let's go 40. Do we have a ding? One of you is absolutely correct. One of you has hit it right on the head. Who do you think it is? Me, of course. 38. In 2015, he threw for 38 touchdowns. How about that? Justin Frost. Justin Frostbing. Frostberg. I know more about that kid than Gruden. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He was already prepping. uh, some Chargers pregame show. Can you imagine Frostburg <laughs> coaching the Raiders wearing wearing Chargers gear? <laughs> I know all about this. They kid. wouldn't have one win purposely. Oh, we have more of the biggest story of the NFL next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. We're going to get to the big pie chart for the Oakland Raiders. Mm, pie exactly. chart. In a couple of minutes. But coming off the Thursday night football embarrassment, that the 49ers put on the Oakland Raiders. 34-3 is the final. And Nick Mullins, who had not thrown a pass in the NFL, not really gotten any reps with the ones, throws for 260 yards and three touchdowns, throwing the ball downfield, throwing guys open. I mean, he played really well. Yes, it was the Raiders. There's a lot of yak on that field. Yes, there was the Raiders. But still, he's become this huge topic. Now, you want to go a little bit deeper and realize something is that if I could take from my team any current head coach in the NFL and put him on my team, right, and and I could have anybody else be the head coach of the Jets, you could do it for the Bears, anybody else, my order of coaches I would pick, 
taking everything into account. Like we're talking about this moment in time, right now, everything is is equal. It is what it is. The coaches are the ages they are right now, and, and, and they are where they are. I would still go number one Bill Belichick, even though he hates the Jets. I would go Belichick number one. I would go Sean McVay number two, and I would go Kyle Shanahan number three. I can't wait to see what the Niners do when they actually start bringing in offensive talent because what we've seen in the last year is Kyle Shanahan turn Jimmy Garoppolo into a guy who made plays, turn C.J. Beathard into a guy who made plays. He didn't really do anything to lose the job last year to Garoppolo, but when you make the trade for him, you got to have him start at some point. And now you have Nick Mullins, who, look, nobody knew who the guy even was, and here he is. Yeah, it's the Raiders, but when you have no practice, no prep on a Thursday night and suddenly, bang, here you are, and, 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 and you win a game by four touchdowns? You think Kyle Shanahan, where he is offensively and where the league is headed offensively, still, Belichick is still the wizard, and if he coaches five or six more years, whatever it is, that's fantastic. I would go Belichick, I would go Sean McVay, and then I would go Kyle Shanahan. Hard to argue with that medal, Stan. It's the, because really you're, you're talking about where the future of the NFL is, and it's with the young offensive-minded coaches. Now, there's no really great um, you know, tagline to go and sell merchandise like Super Bowls was <laughs> briefly, but we're not going down that rabbit hole. You know, you look at this team overall, the one guy that stands out, obviously, George Kittle's a monster. Uh finding space down the seams, going up over the top, you know, working his way. You're not going to cover him if you're a linebacker. He's getting behind you. And then it becomes the pick your poison. You you go there, and then in this particular game, they had the run game going. Mostert, before he gets hurt, unfortunately, the, the fractured forearm is going to take him out for the rest of the year. Was excited to see him and Breida working together to see what this offense would look like for the second half. But, you know, good win also a guy that was a track star, and we've heard that a lot, and that's all he was in Buffalo, catches a touchdown pass tonight. Uh, Pierre Garçon, who hasn't had much of an impact here, some injury. There was some talk about him at the trade deadline, but hasn't been the possession guy piling up you know, the receptions that w- were expected. But y- you don't have a- A-list talent uh, outside of, you know, Kittle is a guy no. to build going forward. He's the one guy. You go, okay, we're pr- we're pretty good you're, at tight end. You're set there as you know one of the new era tight ends of of a guy that can can run every route and, and take care of it and and really run away from people in the open field. But Shanahan, as you, as you mentioned, getting the most out of all of these quarterbacks. This is your number three guy. Never taken a snap. Split reps. Bethard until like, the Fox broadcast talking about it. It's like we didn't know. They they gave us Bethard to talk to. So unless this is one of those where they've now got to go do an investigation of lying on the injury report that there was never an intention to play. But even still, you know, the Raiders' effort tonight was absolutely pathetic in every way, shape, and form. But your medal stand, I think, is right. Belichick, you may hate him, but you have to respect mm-hmm. it. And then you've got the fourth guy sitting out there in Sean Payton where yeah. he's still – He's still got a lot of years left, and oh, yes, you've had Sean the luxury really of, good coach, of, of yeah. Drew Brees, but you look at the component parts of that offense, you know, Michael Thomas is fantastic, Kamara's phenomenal, and Ingram does well between the tackles, but their wide receivers for most of the run there haven't been A-list guys, haven't been the the big-time players. So, yeah, I mean, that, that would be the only other guy to throw up as a possible inclusion into that medal stand, but... You know, it's a much different era as we're seeing pinball effect, much like the NBA, mm-hmm. where it's just pin. I mean, how many over-unders are in the high 40s or 
mid-50s this week. Good times for everybody. Uh, can I give you my Berman uh, Kittle? Please. Give me my TJ, Mares eat oats and does eat oats and little lambs eat ivy. A Kittle score touchdowns too, wouldn't you, TJ? I really thought you were going to go back to a reference to 1983 American League Rookie of the nah, Year. That's easy. And our friend uh, Ron that's, Kittle. That's easy, right? I had to come on, Mares eat oats and does eat oats. Little lamb. That was um, pretty good. I like that. A friend, yeah. yeah, friend of the show. Friend of the show. show, absolutely. And I'll tell you, he has salty language off yes, the air. Yes, he does. Boy. Woo! Salty. Eventually, eventually, though, I have to get a GoFundMe going for one of those bat benches that he makes that he does his own custom woodworking and stuff because those things mm-hmm. are amazing. I think that would look fantastic for me to sit down and watch some games. Going to hear right now from Nick Mullins, the man of the hour, who not only threw for 260 and three touchdowns, he also got verified on Twitter during the game, and that was the first question that he was asked following his big NFL debut. You got verified tonight, mid-game. Yeah. Uh, what's that like, man? How's that feel? I guess it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> it's cool. When did you uh, When did you find out about that? Like straight, straight, like straight in the locker room afterwards, or what? Yeah, I think somebody told me after the game. I was really excited about a lot more things than that, yeah. but yeah. Nick, you, you prepare, obviously, like you're going to be the starter. Uh, every week, but was it different this week preparing? Uh, I mean, the feeling, obviously, knowing that you're going to start, um, put some more emphasis on it, I guess you could say. But, um, you know, my preparation stayed pretty consistent. Just studied the plan, always going to be ready when my name was called. And uh, it was called, and so I just tried to do the best that I could. And uh, the team did the best that we could. You know, we played great sound football three phases of the game. Was it difficult? Like, you didn't really have practices. I mean, it was your first week going in as a starter, but you didn't have those real practice time reps. How, how did you kind of replicate that, or did you do extra work? Um, you just study your progressions, really. Just know where to go with the football based on the look that you get. Uh, that was the biggest thing. So I knew as long as I could just stick to my progressions, and um, then I would have a chance. And it definitely helped that the O-line protected their butts off tonight. Uh, they did a great job, definitely. I feel like get the phone call from Brett. Oh, it's pretty cool. Definitely an honor. You know, it's uh, cool to see Southern Miss alumni, you know, stay in tune with the program and support each other. So I'm definitely appreciative of that and uh, definitely have the most respect for Brett. How did you say to you? He just told me how proud of um, of me he was. Uh, he sent me a message before the game. He said, no pressure, just be yourself. And uh, that's what I tried to do before the game and uh, during the game. And uh, so I just try to stay calm out there and uh, lead the offense. And obviously, uh, we got some veterans on the O-line, so it was just a very collective effort. How did you sleep last night? Uh, I slept good, except I woke up about every hour. But those hour <laughs> periods are great. <laughs> no, I slept pretty good. Uh, yeah, the Marriott spent plenty of nights there. When did, when did you have an idea? I mean, I assume it was yesterday that you had a, a good idea that, that you were going to start. Yeah, you know, I had an idea, and I found out yesterday, and I was just uh, ready to go. You know, very excited, and um, the opportunity was in front of me. When did you feel like you truly settled in? Was it after that first touchdown drive, or were you pretty confident at the beginning of the game? Uh, I don't know if I, I did. I was on edge till the clock hit zero, to be honest. I was just ready to win and uh, ready to just keep going. Uh, the O-line, we worked together with the skill guys, and I thought we just worked well as a unit in the huddle. You know, we were all banded together and uh, just ready to go. You know, we are excited. We are ready to attack, and I thought we did that well tonight. You think he texted John Gruden after the game? Hey, I could come to the Raiders. I hear from guys all the time. I could come there for you. I could do that. 
Uh, he, he might have, though. I mean, you know, look, Jimmy Garoppolo's coming back through that door. Mm-hmm. Rich Gannon is not coming back through the door for the Oakland Raiders. I mean, Mullins proved he's better than Derek Carr tonight. Oh, boy. What That's, a bad effort. You know, look, the Raiders did lose a couple of guys on the offensive line. They came yeah. in a little bit banged up. But that that's only part of the tale. Derek Carr held the ball too long. There was no separation by the wide receivers. And then defensively, they laid down. Well, look, the whole thing you know, revolves for me around you look at the beatdown that happened tonight, and you see that here's a guy, Nick Mullins, you're like, boy, this guy's got talent. And everybody the Niners have thrown out there the last year. Now, I, I, look, Jimmy Garoppolo is, is overrated. I've said it from the beginning. Well, but, but, he's but it's still not talented. Well, but it comes down to this it's not his fault someone gave him a giant mountain to catch. Right. right? So, whatever was said, because look, the shortcomings of his game, I think a lot of people, you know, you help lead the charge, but I think a lot of people realize that there, there's a lot to be done, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of growth that needs to happen. But the reality was, you know, we talk about the market for quarterbacks. And dollars and cents, right? We're talking about Winston's contract. We're talking about Carr relative to trade value and how many more years he has left on his deal. That it's a bargain, really, if you were to trade for his deal right now based on the current rate, uh, going rate for quarterbacks. But for Jimmy Garoppolo, God bless him and his agent that they were able to convince someone. So I, I can't bash him for having a no, good no, strategy. No, no, of course. Well, you as paid, you say. You paid. But, but the, if you're the 49ers, you realize, boy, we have one of the three best head coaches yeah. in the NFL in Kyle Shanahan. Talent eva- evaluator and a guy that gets the most out of his schemes. Absolutely. And, and here's the flip side. Even though he loses his backpack. He lost his backpack in a big moment. Here's the lost flip side, his mind that, in a big moment. No question. You're saying, boy, did we really have to give Jimmy Garoppolo all that money? If he can take these other quarterbacks who are cast-offs and you know, lower-round draft picks or guys who are undrafted and turn them into players who are actually pretty good, you may see at the end of this year and go, boy, we're locked into Garoppolo for a lot of money. And maybe we could have had it from somebody else, uh, and he could have brought in someone else to be it. Yeah, I mean, but you, you but, wonder that. That's that's a big thing. Yeah, but in the moment, as you were looking, look at how horrible that that organization was. right? We're l- laughing and looking at what the Raiders are doing now, and everybody that wants to say, hey, it's a long play, that's great. It's the NFL. This isn't building a college program over five or six years, and, and you're also presuming that everything he does, he does correctly. And you're right. He's he's being a brilliant strategist of losing games in an embarrassing fashion right now is John Gruden. But the 49ers, remember after all the Harbaugh stuff, the front office stuff, they were in shambles, right? They were they were laughing stock of the league. And so you put a new face on it. It's just saying, hey, John Lynch is in charge of things. That ain't enough to pretty up the pig, right? So you go and, and you find a face for your franchise. And look, it's the handsome Jimmy Garoppolo. Former second leading man to Tom Brady. And everybody gets excited because you've at least got a face of the franchise. Sure, the guts of it still need to be purged and you need to rebuild it and give it some cosmetic surgery. Like what I'm doing here on a post Halloween. Sure, I like you just doing a lot the whole of thing. Carving in this whole thing. Carving and yeah, cutting. Yeah, cutting it, cutting it off. I, well, I'm also thinking I need I need to lose a couple more pounds. So, you know, I'm motivating myself here on, on November 1st. But the idea being that you needed to reshape the organization, and how, what better way to do it than say, all right, here's the hope at quarterback, and then you can go back and fill the other things. You found a nice surprise in Goodwin, the way they schemed, and, and he had a nice second half of the season, paid him. So you've got a couple of pieces, and now you go forward you know, with the quarterback position, in theory, taken care of. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we'll head to Vegas. 
find out if the Raiders are the odds-on favorite for the number one pick in the NFL draft, and if Vegas still actually wants the Raiders. This is Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hi, buddy. Take off your uniform. Tonight's show brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. How about this? Derek Carr failed to complete a pass that went beyond 10 yards downfield for the second time in three games. I mean, look, stats-wise, you look at it and go, oh, he had a good night. He was 16 out of 22. No, he didn't put points on the board. Check down. Didn't put points on and the board. And they put up three points plus one missed field goal. Down 31 to three, they attempted another field goal. Well, we're just looking for something positive. Just want to get and then he pushed it wide. Can I get that? Can I get look? You got nothing. I really don't understand why at this point the Raiders didn't trade Derek Carr at the deadline. No, because you're going to wait till the off season to move him, right? And I get that in theory, but if he plays crappy, all his value is going to do is depreciate because there's going to be more guys on the market because potentially Joe Flacco will be available. Other players will shake loose from their teams, and suddenly. Trading Derek Carr, teams are going to go, ah, I like this guy, I like this guy, maybe I'm going to wait for the draft. But if you dangle him out there now and it's obvious you're tanking, it's obvious that you're playing for not this year, not next year, but two, three years from there, right now you would get a lot from Derek Carr. You would get a lot because there's teams that would see him as their solution now and in the future. The Jaguars would see him now and in the future because it wasn't too long ago that Derek Carr was a pretty good quarterback. And the Giants might say, hey, we'll take that chance on Derek Carr now and in the future because, let's face it, we need a quarterback. There's a there's three or four teams. Tampa Bay might say, hey, Derek Carr now and for the future because we're done with Jameis Winston. There was plenty of teams that would have taken him, and you could have gotten a first-round pick or a first-round pick in a player. Jason Lockenfora told us that a couple of weeks ago. And now all you're going to do is see his value go down. So when teams look to trade for him in the offseason, they're going to say, oh, instead of first and a player, how about we give you a third? You know, I will give you a second. It's just going to depreciate. The Raiders should have made that move. We make the move right now to the hotline to welcome in from Vegas, Vegas insider and actor on FS1's Lock It In. It is Todd Furman. Todd Furman, what's happening, buddy? That is correct. I've been trying to act like a handicapper. It hasn't gone all that well of late. But let me tell you guys one thing. If there's one franchise in the NFL that loves to overpay for depreciating assets, Derek Carr will be a member of the Dallas Cowboys by 2020. Nicely done. Hey, uh, in, you say acting and, and trying to prognosticate. Are you, are you rope-a-doped a little bit by, by Clay and Cousin Sal? Do they, they lure you in a little bit and get you off your game? You know what? The format is a lot trickier than I ever thought coming into it. You know, the game uh, is a huge part of it, the element, picking, you know, three to four games a day, trying to identify your betting card. And for someone like myself who doesn't bet a high volume of games, it's trying to mix and match things and then losing games by half a point seem to hurt a lot more when you're doing it on display in the public air. I can handle bad beats on my own. I put them in my spreadsheet. I understand that I'm going to make the money back. But when you lose in shootouts, you lose by half points, it seems to sting when everybody wants to remind you of that. So it makes for an added element of things. Well, I want to tell you, Todd, look, being the, being the gambling expert you are, former odds maker at Caesars, now on the FS1 Locking In Show, my upset specials this year in the NFL and college, we do one a week. I'm 12-4. and four. So I, I, I think I need to get the title of, of uh, you know, this against the number. He wants to come fight the crown I mean, for I, the crown, I mean, I, I, I need to be somebody that people, you know, I, I got to monetize this. 
But Jason, I'm a little bit confused on the math. So you're 12 and four on your upset specials, but you do one a week, and we're only in week nine. How exactly does that work if you're picking one a week? No, no, no. It's it's one, one week college, in college, one college, and one pro. Oh, okay. I I just yeah. wanted to make sure no, that no, I no. wasn't trying to do things because there are folks out there with one nine hundred numbers that are good with creative math, and I figured yeah. you might have <laughs> seven an and oh, career seven and zero oh against. The, I will crush your man, Todd. Yeah, no, I mean I'm twelve and four. I mean I'm a I'm a money maker, man. I mean, look, I, t- I take one team in the top twenty five, one NFL game, twelve and four, Todd. It's pretty good. I'm impressed. I'm never going to be a naysayer if you continue to compile that kind of record. I mean, that's a seventy five percent success rate. That's the kind of thing that gets you a second home in Turks and Caicos and may oh. even be able to buy you an island somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Oh, I like that. Wow. Somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Now we're talking. All right, so after tonight's game, odds the number one overall pick in the draft go to the Oakland Raiders. What are they? I mean, they have to be the odds-on favorite because that effort tonight was as uninspired a football performance as I've ever seen uh, over the last couple of seasons. Derek Carr takes them down the field. They kick the field goal early, and you go, okay, the Raiders' offense looked competent. But what I saw for the better part of three and a half quarters on the offensive and defensive side was nothing short of abhorrent. I'm not quite sure what the Raiders are doing and if John Gruden has already lost the locker room, but this is the kind of team right now that you almost want to burn it down and start from scratch because there wasn't a whole whole lot out there to get excited about and that team never really looked engaged from the start all right Todd as we go to the NFL slate here uh, as we get to week nine a number of teams on by so people uh, reach it a little bit in the fantasy realm but certainly in the gaming part of things we've got three or four really good matchups and and I'll go to Frostburg uh, perpetually wearing his Chargers hat Phillip Rivers 200th straight start all that fun stuff uh, Seattle though uh, minor favorite uh, at home running the ball Russell Wilson finding some answers is did we uh, sell too too short on the the Seahawks coming in I think we did, and this coming from someone who has the Seahawks season win total under 8.5 that I thought was going to be relatively easy when I watched them early on in the campaign, and now the sweat is starting to get real. When you look at Seattle, it's been quite impressive how this team has gone through a metamorphosis of an identity. You look at last year, they couldn't run the football. They didn't even try to. It was Russell Wilson looking to make plays. Now they've stayed committed to Chris Carson, and coming into this week, they were second in the league in rushing attempts per game behind only the Rams. That number seems to only... I have to imagine is going to increase as Seattle's looking to take all the pressure they can off the defense. Meanwhile, the Chargers, you look at this team and their two losses this year against the Rams and Chiefs, nothing to be discouraged by by any stretch of the imagination, but I do have some concerns about teams they've beaten that have a combined record of 9-28-1. This weekend is going to go a long, long way determining who the Chargers are going forward and how we view them the same way it will for the Seahawks. While everyone wants to talk about the Rams and Saints, this game for me is much more fascinating as a handicap. All right, Todd, before we get to the NFL, obviously this may be the biggest week in college football that we've seen when you look at the number of top 25 teams and top 10 teams that are playing each other. What game, what line have you seen that's been the most interesting to you this week? I think I want to take a look at Washington State. I mean, this is a team I don't think any of us thought would be in the top 10 in the college football playoff rankings when those were released in early November. Meanwhile, they play a Cal team that started to figure things out a little bit over the last two weeks. They went into the bye, retooled some, go up to Corvallis and win 49-7 to against an Oregon State team who somehow pulled a rabbit out of their hat last weekend against Colorado. And then you see Cal grind out a win as a double-digit underdog at home against Washington. Let's see how 
they handle prosperity when they go up to the Palouse, if Washington State is used to having a target on their back, because this game last season was one-sided and Cal absolutely dominated, completely stymieing that passing attack. So we know the Pac-12 after dark can give us some weird results. That would be a game that I would keep tabs on there. I think Justin Wilcox may have a few wrinkles and tricks up his sleeve to try and limit Gardner Minshaw and what Mike Leach's offense wants to do. Over-under sitting at 54 for, well, the primetime game that everybody's going to have their eye on because everybody loves Coach Syracuse Ed. Syracuse. No, oh, nobody sorry. cares about that. Hey, and, come on. We're 19th, man. Still nobody cares. We're 19th. We're, Look, I didn't even go to Northwestern Notre Dame here. <laughs> I could have gone for the low-hanging fruit. No, why, why, why didn't you do that? That's a pretty good game. Buddy. It is a pretty good why game. Why didn't you go to Northwestern I figured I'd Notre do Dame. the SEC one uh, to show that I wasn't all just about me, 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 me. Okay? Well, since both of you are me, 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 me right now and not letting me get a word in edgewise, I want to know if you guys have enough power and clout to get Northwestern against Syracuse in the pinstripe bowl somehow. If that happens, I'm Sy- actually yeah. going to travel out to that one, I think. I could get Syracuse. Syracuse is probably going to wind up in the – if Northwestern has though, won a pinstripe bowl. But look, if they keep winning, I mean, look, 6-2, and two, Wake 4, Syracuse could wind up in a New Year's Day bowl. Really, we're one fourth down stop against Clemson in, in, away from being in the top seven. Because that's I who mean, they would be if they beat, if they beat Clemson. The Orange have been impressive. I just wonder, Jason, who is going to be the next head coach when Dino Babers heads south to take over Stop. as head coach at Maryland as early as 2019? If that happens, I am coming to your house in Vegas and I am keying your car. He can go bigger <laughs> than that, though, can he, Todd? No, Dino Babers, Wait, Dino Babers should be here? able to go past Maryland, you know, shouldn't he? USC is going to go, you know, Dino, how about you bring that <laughs> offense out here? It's not going to be Maryland. Come on. No, I was going to say that was one of the spots before he took the Syracuse right. job. I think a lot of people thought he was going to land, but uh, I can't imagine that he is going to be in the Harvard of New York State at Syracuse for much longer, given what he's been able to do, the exciting brand of football he plays. And I think one of the under-the-radar games this weekend when they take on Wake Forest with a massive total at 77. So very curious to see how that game will play out in the ACC and if and Syracuse can handle the prosperity that they've tasted so far this season. All right, the Sunday night game, New England, Green Bay. New England, like uh, seeing it here at 6 uh, a favorite, 56-and-a-half, a tasty over-under for you. Aaron Rodgers just keeps uh, slinging the ball around despite having, well, other than Adams and, uh, I guess, Graham and maybe uh, developing Aaron Jones. There's not a lot to work with in, in a shoddy defense at times. Uh, how do you see this one playing? Uh, for me, it's trying to figure out how New England is going to get through some of the red zone struggles last weekend against Buffalo. Rob Gronkowski on pace for his lowest receiving yardage output per game since 2010. He only has one touchdown and none of which coming, and that one didn't come in the red zone. So I think New England has to figure out what they're going to do to turn those field goals against Buffalo into touchdowns against this Packers defense. And Green Bay last weekend looked much more competent in the secondary with Jair Alexander out there, a real athlete, uh, was in on pass breakups, showed an ability and a knack for making tackles in space. So when I go through this game, I try and figure out Green Bay's travel situation. Out to the West Coast, back home to the Midwest, and now out to Foxborough. But if you read between the lines for what Aaron Rodgers has said about how close they were to showing that they should be mentioned in the same breath as the elite teams in the league right alongside the Rams, I actually think Green Bay is going to give New England all they can handle and then some. Uh, I'm a little higher on their skill position talent than most and wouldn't be surprised if this is a one-possession game coming down the stretch, and we'll see if Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady are able to get that late field goal to give their team the W. You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Furman. That is at Todd Furman. See him every day on Fox Sports 1 on Lock It In. Todd, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Enjoy the games this weekend. You're the best, buddy. Be good. All right, there goes Todd Furman coming up in one minute.
John Gruden could be in trouble with the NFL, and he should be in trouble with the NFL after what he said a couple of times today. But first, let's check in with what's trending with Deb Carson, D.C. Well, gents, the big story of the night, Nick Mullins in his first NFL start, throwing for 262 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, as his 49ers picked up their second one of the season, 34-3. and Oakland falling to 1-7 and in the bid for the top overall pick in the 2019 draft. And some baseball news for you. Dodgers have agreed to one deal, not the one you're probably waiting on, a one-year deal with infielder David Freeze. But they and Kershaw agreed that it's a 4-Eastern Friday afternoon deadline for him to let them know whether he's going to opt in or opt out of his contract. He still has two years and $65 million left on that current deal. Eduardo Nunez did exercise his $5 million player option with the Red Sox. College football, the chairman of the University of Maryland's Board of Regents, James T. Brady, stepping down effective immediately. The board initially voted to reinstate football coach D.J. Durkin, but then in the wake of the widespread outrage, they ultimately fired Durkin. So James Brady stepping down. Did have one college football game tonight involving a ranked team. Number 12, Central Florida improved to 8-0. They took down Temple 52-40. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Prize from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Finally, the last game of the night is in the books in the NBA Trailblazers with a 132-119 win over the Pelicans, De'Aaron Fox with his first triple-double. The Kings won in Atlanta, 146-115. And the Celtics hitting threes from everywhere, hit 24 of them in their 117-113 win over the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, guys. Thank you, Deb. You're welcome. We're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. So, John Gruden had to double and triple down on things today both before and after the big 34-3 embarrassing-as-hell loss to the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm wondering if John Gruden's not going to wind up in trouble with the NFL because first thing he did today was do an interview with Fox's Howie Long. The perception of the Raiders is not good. It's in the toilet. Gruden has shown the NFL has passed him by. He can't manage a team, and he doesn't know how to evaluate talent. Those are things that are definite lack of in John Gruden's column. But when it comes to overall excitement about the Raiders, well, John Gruden told Howie Long that everybody wants to be a Raider. I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else. And I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come and play here. I'm just telling you, they're dying to play for the Raiders. And uh, to have salary cap space and to have a chance to talk to the people that you really want to wear the silver and black, the guys you really want, to wear the silver and black and represent this team, that's exciting. I do right. like the fact that he said it like Raiders. The Raiders that want to come play. I get phone calls from people all the time. Uh, pretty sure that's tampering. I don't think you can say as a coach that you talk to players in the NFL who want to come play for your team. I mean, he's, he's making it seem like people are, first of all, I don't believe it for a second. I don't believe one player is calling John Gruden saying, I want to come play for Might have asked him for I don't a jersey. Think, I don't think any, swag for his downtime. I don't think anybody is is having going through their agents. I want to go play for Gruden the Raiders. They're a train wreck. Nobody wanted to come play for Gruden when he got the job in the offseason. And he, he could have had guys coming. Nobody wants to go play there. But that's tampering. You can't say it. I'd like to think that John Gruden would have backed off of it. 
tonight after the 34-3 loss, but he knew it was going to be a big topic of conversation, and Gruden was asked again about it, and he kind of got himself in more trouble. I see players after every game we play that, you know, want to be Raiders. That's been the case um, my whole life. And, and, and I, I think uh, the brand of the Raiders is, is an exciting one, and I think a lot of players, no doubt, do want to play for, for us in the future, and uh, I'm not going to speculate any further than that. Are those top-end players? Or? No, I'm not going to get into who, who calls me and who texts me. I've made a lot of friends in this business over the years. Do you think when you say that? All right, so number one, after games now, people are saying they want to come play for the Raiders. So this is now what you're saying is the teams you've played against this year, the Rams, the Broncos, the Chargers, the 49ers tonight, all these teams are to have players telling you, I want to come play for you. Okay, doubling down that that's tampering. And number two, I still don't believe that people are really after the game where I want to see video of John Gruden walking off the field. Now you can say, who does he talk to? Right? Who who comes over and says, hey, coach, great game. All right, is that person telling you? Is that person telling they want to come play? I don't think there's anybody. But now that they're, he's throwing this out there, this is something the NFL's got to look into. I will say this. The Raiders are going to have an awful lot of money, something that Gruden himself has alluded to, to spend, right? They didn't put it into Khalil Mack, and we're all presuming that Derek Carr's not long for his Oakland run, right? He took some shots at him. Gruden did early on. You could see him laughing a little bit as this thing really got ridiculous towards the end of the game. But I think we all believe if they're going into full teardown mode, that's one of the only assets you have left that you can spin off and get some component parts, either a player and some picks or just high-end picks going forward. But you do have a lot of money. So I would believe that there might be a couple of free agents knowing they're not re-upping with the teams they're with that would say, hey, you know, uh, cut me one of, one of those fat checks <laughs> down the road. But for Gruden to double down on it and explain this, look, Roger Goodell's gone into hiding, so I don't know how quickly we'll actually get any response. Because remember, uh, every time we get towards deadlines, we, we see the, hey, the league reminded people of the rules of tampering. Seems like you could just put one up and just send it directly to the Raiders' Twitter account. They should be able to push from there. Because uh, John Gruden said he's got a cell phone, so i got to imagine he's got Twitter installed as well to read some of the social mm-hmm. media, but just seems ludicrous that, I mean, obviously you want to misdirect from how poorly you're playing. Yeah, you're looking And obviously yeah. you're coaching. Look, and this right? is why I say I don't believe him, because what does he say there? You heard him say, I just want to create interest in the Raiders. So that's what he's doing. Oh, he's it's all branding and misdirection. Like I said, he's a politician that's saying, if I just say this, People will believe me because I said it, even though there's no evidence or people think I'm lying. Well, it, I mean, no, yeah. but that's it. It's going to get people to spew off thousand-word columns, five-minute video rants back and forth, and they're not going to talk about how bad this game was mm-hmm. or how inept right, this right, team right. looks well, or, how pathe- uh, or how they don't look like they've been coached up at all. This is supposed to be a, quote, rivalry game. You're supposed to look like you care. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You got steamrolled. By what was also a one in seven team tonight with their third string quarterback. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, tampering John Gruden. Pay that fine. Tonight's show brought to you by Discover. 
Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. That's discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Coming up next, it wasn't just John Gruden getting the headlines, but something that happened at halftime of the big 49ers victory, and, well, it also happened at LAX. We'll get to that next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And before we get to the night that was for Terrell Owens. Yeah, buddy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of blowback what happened the MLS playoffs tonight. LAFC gets knocked out by Real Salt Lake, and there's all kinds of Attention being spent on the LAFC fans, but I had to stop if you could hear that. Uh, they had to stop the game for five minutes because fans were losing their minds, and they were also yelling this chant that most MLS teams have banned from their stadiums. Right. It's a very offensive, sexually uh, generated chant. And you go to any game, and I, I, can't, I can't say what it is, but you go to any game, and there's messages from because you know we go to a lot of Galaxy games. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs, but you know, and because we're we're a Zlatan house, and you get a message showing that even if you have the superstar, it doesn't work sometimes. Yeah, well, they just should have got him a little bit earlier. Well, that's too. But there's a big message that comes on before the game from all the players saying, "Hey, there's a chant that should not be said when the when the the there's a goal kick, and please join us in, in practicing great sportsmanship." And it's a big sexual slur. That is yelled during a goal kick when when the goalie's gonna gonna kick it out, and just about every place has it. They do it at StubHub for for the for Galaxy and LAFC fans were doing it apparently a lot tonight. And I'm like, oh my god, really? I mean, they and were throwing, throwing things stuff on the, on the field. Yeah. I mean, it was it looked like th- it looked like Thunderdome. You know, they, there was I mean, forget about you know throwing one beer at somebody. This was like all kinds of stuff was being thrown. They had to stop the game for like five minutes. Yeah, that's a lot of on the Twitterverse right now. I mean, this game's been over for a couple hours, mm. and you're still the number number two trending behind the Raiders. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, just, you know, otherwise a three two final, a couple of ridiculous goals scored in this match that the highlights confound you uh, in terms of the kicks and the execution thereof, but the fan. Fan behavior is going to be the big story out of this as the playoffs continue. Wondering, you know, what what can be done about fan behavior? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How about a Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome? You know, it's a playoff game. Clayton Kershaw shows up and the LAFC. Do- oh, oh no, is that too? It's too, too soon, soon, bro. It might, it might be too soon. It might really be too soon. It might be too soon. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. But the fact that he's there in a shirt. And smiling in front of, in front as, of as, as as opposed to there without a shirt on. Well, but wearing <laughs> the jersey, he's wearing the wearing the gear was the point. It's like when you hear someone say, "And so and so is not dressed for tonight's game." No, they're dressed. They're just not in uniform. That guy's the running guy around he, and there he shows. Uh, That's right. He's bare chested, bare chested, and pounding his chest. This guy is drunk, but. Tonight, at halftime of the 49ers' 34-3 victory over the Raiders, Terrell Owens finally got his Hall of Fame ring. Remember, he didn't go to the ceremony and chose to get it now at halftime. And here's a little bit of what we heard 
earlier tonight. Thank you, 49er Nation. I got a few thank yous here. First, I want to say thank you to the 49er organization for giving this kid from UT Chattanooga, by the way of my hometown, Alexander City, an opportunity of a lifetime. Thank you to the former and current ownership for this night to share with these fans and my family. And thank you to the 49er faithfuls. So there it is. T.O. very happy to get his ring. Doesn't regret not going to the Hall of Fame ceremony. A little bit different from earlier today when T.O. was flying up for the game and he was found by TMZ cameras and he said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Eli Manning's got to go. Well, Odell can't perform because the quarterback is not performing. So they should basically replace the quarterback. If it was anybody else, he would have already been replaced. So at this point, give someone else an opportunity. So he says Eli Manning has to go. I don't want to say I told you so, but we've done that many times on the show and told you how the Giants really blew it by not taking a quarterback in the draft. But let's just digress on that for a second. Yeah, does Eli Manning have to go? Sure, but this is more of the mismanagement of the Giants in that there's nobody to take over. Kyle Aletti, you can't trust the guy to even get to practice without getting arrested for going the wrong way on a freeway. It's not like you have guys there. Hey, here's a guy we've been grooming for the last couple of years. We're going to give him a shot now and see. That was Davis Webb, and you cut him before the season started. You don't have anybody. So so it's not like you say, oh, we got to go. Who are you going to? Well, I mean, there's nobody to go to. It's Eli Manning until you get your new guy after this year. There's nobody else to just say, oh, yeah, yeah, come on and go play. Yeah, Pat Shermer made his bed with this one, and they, they bet heavily on Eli Manning being able to with a reconstituted offensive line, in theory, a healthy defense, and those offensive weapons, adding Barkley to Engram, who was fantastic last year, and Odell Beckham Jr. off the new contract, that it would work. And it's been a complete disaster with no backup plan, with no second level there. They, They were all in on Eli for 2018 and didn't bring in even a, a serviceable backup, right? Not even a guy that the argument... You know, the quarterback battle, the quarterback competition. It's, all right, Eli needs to be benched. Yeah, who is it? And most people couldn't tell you who the backups were. No. Right? And now one of them's in the police blotter, so I guess he gets his fame and fortune uh, as I look at fight videos uh, from this Raiders <laughs> 49ers game earlier. Uh, are you looking at Raider 49ers or are you looking at LAFC? <laughs> a little bit of both. I mean, we got videos from both that are really taking us to a whole other level. But, yeah, the, the Giants bet. And they pushed all in on Eli for one last hurrah, and it came up snake eyes. And now Pat Shermer wants to fight the media, and he's angry and salty of it all. And, well, they'll be vying for either Derek Carr or for a top pick in 2019. Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike, it's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up is my buddy Ben Maller, as he is counting down the hours until Clayton Kershaw's final decision tomorrow night. 
<laughs> until Clayton Kershaw is going to the Red Sox. <laughs> uh, big preview of the college football NFL season tomorrow. This is Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.